Welcome to Roll or Die. I'm Stephen Baggett, and every week I sit down with a group of friends and play Dungeons and Dragons. In our adventures, we travel through the land of Terralia, going on epic quests, fighting vicious monsters, and sometimes just trying to stay alive. Last time on Roll or Die, our group of adventurers found themselves held in the Iron Keep, a prison in the frigid northern islands, with no memory of how they got there. After gathering their equipment, they discovered a torn-up letter inviting them to a party in the city of Winterhaven, dated for two weeks ago. Deciding to investigate this further, they grouped up and made plans to leave for Winterhaven in the morning. That night, however, they were attacked by spies, claiming to be from the Duchess of Winterhaven. After the combat ensued, they met a black dragonborn who agreed to be their guide to Winterhaven, if they would help him find treasure hidden within the glass forest. With the day breaking, our adventurers begin to stir and see what adventure awaits them in the glass forest. And welcome back. As always, I am your host and DM, Stephen Baggett. Guys, are you ready to play some D&D? Yeah! Oh, wow, that was... Alright, no D&D. Well, we're down two, so... Yeah, we are... We have two people. Um, Adrian and Joey are not here currently. I just throw them on the, under the bus like that, man. Yeah, Big no, old. that's what we do here. We throw people under the bus. Big old. Um, under the or net under net. the uh, Tarrasque encounter that I might throw at you guys. <laughs> I'll throw something at your head. Ha, 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 ha. Anyways, uh, so before Tarrasque we get started, um, announcements. Yes, okay, so everyone, uh, today's announcements... We have our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Google Play Music Store. Cool. It is awesome. Um, so we also might put it on YouTube. If you think that that is a good idea or you would love to see it on YouTube, then please, 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 please put a comment down below. You can't do anything if you don't tell us what to do. Also, if you want to become a sponsor, then you are more than welcome to go down into the description and look at all that stuff, and it will have stuff for you. I don't know exactly what kind of stuff, but my DM has said that there is stuff for you. And our podcasts will be available every Monday, so be sure to come in Monday, download it, do whatever you got to do, and then you'll be able to listen throughout the week. There we go. Cool. All right. Well, every Monday we get a chance to play. This is true. This is true. This is true. All right, guys. Well, um, we're too short, but that's not going to stop us from having fun and maybe getting really lost because both of our rangers are gone. Hey, hey. Two out of three. You're still a ranger. No, I'm he's a, a druid. druid. Oh. oh, never mind. Yeah, we're screwed. Yep. Rock and roll. Let's All do right. it. All right. Gonna make traveling through wilderness a little bit more complicated. Jokes on you. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in. mysterious uh, figures walked into the bar and started a fight and you guys were able to successfully take them down. You have had a long rest. Um, 
some of you, in the inn. Uh, waking up the next day, the day is yours. What would you guys like to do? I would like to say that Vesk has woken up in a cold sweat from a nightmare. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I know. I think I know what you're talking about. That fateful night. Yep. That fateful night long ago. Long ago. All right. So you wake up. What do you like to do? Uh. Quickly kneel and pray a little bit. Uh to the Okami beast to watch over me and to my ancestors and then head down for some hearty meals and good times. Hopefully. Okay, cool. So, who else is up? It is still early morning. The sun looks like it's just beginning to uh, rise over the distance. Billy? Bill? What you doing? Now, Bonnie Bill doesn't wake up early. Okay. Somebody has to come wake Someone Bill. Probably has to come Bill, wake up. Bill usually revels into the evening. All right, Fortune, what are you doing at this early hour of the morning? Um, I, Fortune will be up and working at that smith shop that he had discovered earlier in the day. Okay, cool. So are you going to use your channel divinity again, or are you just going to use your smithing? No, I'm just going to use my tools. Okay, so what exactly are you trying to make? I'm going to be trying to make um, better armor for everybody. Better armor? Or to sell. Okay. Um, what type of armor are you trying to make? Chain shirts. Chain shirts? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, um, you um, go and they let you use, uh, even though it's a bit early, they open up the forge and start things um, a little bit earlier than usual, but you're working. Go ahead and make me a smith check. Okay. skills yes down here oh it's not actually you can probably add it so smith would be strength plus uh proficiency so that is 14 so 14 okay so you begin um taking the metal crafting it into chain shirts it's a little bit more delicate work than what you're used to doing um the first times you notice that the pattern can mess up um but eventually you're able to go out with two uh chain mail shirts that uh, they're a little rough around the edges, but since it's your first time kind of experimenting with that, it's actually pretty good for what you got. Um, you notice though, as the second one is finished, the sun is now visible in the sky. All right, I will head back to the end. Okay, Melvin, what would you like to be Waking up and getting food, probably. Okay, so you and Vesk go downstairs to the end. And it is quiet, um, as not many people around here get up at sunrise, but you do see a uh, dwarf without a beard uh, at the barkeep, serving up, don't you dare, don't you dare, a beer without a dwarf. Um, <laughs> so close. So close. Um, looks like he is taking around a hot pan full of sizzling uh, <coughs> culinary spices and uh, meats, and he's kind of going around serving a few people there. You do notice the tiefling uh, from the night before, 
and a few other um, looks to be just humans. You do see leaning up against the bar with a drink and food um, next to him is a black dragonborn. Yeah, I'll sit next to the dragonborn. Okay. Kind of tilts his head at you, uh, finishing a drink, he sits it down and goes, Ah, so I see at least one of you is up. Good. And where are the rest? More than likely sleeping. Perhaps, uh, off doing their own things. Interesting. Um, the dwarf kind of uh, makes his way back around the bar and goes, All right, what can I help you with? Uh, Ooh, breakfast? I, I would very much so enjoy some breakfast. Uh, do you happen to have any uh, vegetables or something light, perhaps? Um, I think we can do that. Sure, sure. Give me one moment. He goes around, and you see him kind of go behind the bar. There's a door behind it, um, probably a kitchen behind there, um, and just kind of disappears behind the door. At this time, uh, Forkin is making his way into the inn. Uh, Brass, no, Gold Dragonborn mm. steps in, ducking a little bit to avoid the threshold of the door. <laughs> well, someone's productive. I find it brilliant. You're a smith, are you not? A cleric, actually. Mm. I might have a job for you if you'd like. What? I'm interested in making a staff out of various metals. I would purchase all the necessary required um, resources. If you'd be willing to take some time, I'm sure you could make it worth I will count the cost, and then I will let you know. Very well. At that uh, moment, you enter into the bottom of the inn. What would you like to be doing? Uh, setting the table. Yes. Yes. Forgot about that. Uh, so you're setting the table, making sure everything is properly put. Shape. You know, the forks on the left side and you know, the spoons I think the and the knives on the, on the right. right side. Really? I don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay, I don't either. Okay, well, you do however you're supposed to do. Yes. Um, and eventually all of you are there. After eating a meal, you notice that um, there are three that are missing. So, where's the elf, the flame speaker, and the half elf? Hmm. Oh. Don't know. Maybe one of you should check. I'd like to leave sooner than later. Of course. Uh, have I already ate and drank something by this point? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's uh, brought over food for everyone. Okay. And I'll go upstairs and check all the rooms and see if I can find the three beings that... Okay. So, uh, you kind of... Make me a perception check. Oof. That will be a 23. A 23, okay, yeah. So you remember where everyone's rooms were, um, and you start out by going to um, Jared, and then next to Gerard's um, Aura's room. No. No response. 
door locked? Um, yes, the door is locked. I make sure to make my knocks audible, and then say, Ten minutes till we're ready to leave. Okay. Do you go to Bill's room? Yeah. Okay. Do you go over there? Yeah. What do you want? We're about to leave, Bod. You look outside uh, the window, you know the sun has already risen, peaking above the, uh, the distance. Oh, right. Well, let's go then. And I grab my backpack and jump up and go running for the door. Okay. So, you open the door and you see the lizard folk Vesk standing there. Ah! Hello, tall one. Greetings, small one. Ready to go, then? Yes. Right. Let's be about it. Okay. So you guys make your way down the stairs. Uh, you see that at this point, um, Vrondis, the black dragonborn who has presumably hired uh, you all as a group of adventurers trying to locate a uh, uh, point of interest within the, uh, the glass forest. Um, he seems to be getting getting ready, kind of buckling his backpack together. You see, um, tied around uh, his waist uh, on his belt, you see a book that's kind of there, kept in chain. Um, you see him uh, with his long purple and silver robes that look quite nice if it wasn't for the dry mud that's kind of caked on the hem of his robes. Um, with all of you, he um, kind of gets up and goes, All right, are we ready then? Let us not dilly-dally any longer. I said for the other two that I could not wake up to give them ten minutes. If you so desire to leave before then, then that is on your own accord. I'm sure that we can find you. Kind of takes a good long look around, and as you know, as his head kind of shifts from person to person and person, kind of... You see his eyes kind of looking, not at you, but kind of through you. Realistically and technically speaking, you approached them first about the job, didn't you? We're just the rest of the people, so maybe you want to wait for them. Plus, I need some food for Rupert. I'll leave them a note, tell them which direction we are in, and uh, I think this should help them. He takes out a very small... Um, compass that has kind of a foggy uh, glass um, inside a um, a needle uh, kind of wobbles around in certain directions um, on you see like on the circle there's little indentations and marks um, suggesting which way you know north, south, west and east are he goes over to the bar and he starts a conversation uh, with him the dwarf, and he comes back over there and says, Alright, if they're to come back, then they'll know where to find us. Let's yeah, be on our way, shall we? Lead on. Alright, so with one last look around the tavern, he opens the door, and you almost forgot how bad it smells in this town. Um, it reeks of fish that have just kind of been left out a day or two after being caught. 
Um, the cold um, from the night before still lingers as it kind of bites at your nose and fingertips. Um, the wind is beginning to pick up uh, almost like a slight howl as it bends around this small town. Um, a fresh good layer of snow has been placed over the walkway from the night before, and it's especially chilly. All except Billy, who is, beside the elements, actually quite comfortable with his new shoes. He, his footsies tucked in his shoesies. Um, so with that, you begin making your way northeast out of town. Once you reach town, you see in the far distance, up on a hill to the, um, <coughs> to the east, you see a, a uh, gray, uh, towering fortress, the Iron Keep, from where you came. Eventually, you're led outside of the city, and you begin making your way ever northwards. The crunch of snow underneath your feet. I would like to know the marching order of the party. So, front. Step, 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 middle. Step, 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 step. Vesk is in the front. Oh. Melvin will take the back, as he can see over everybody. Bonnie Bell will hang out close to the middle, either in front of or behind the Dragonborn, according to which one he chooses. Okay, cool. Uh, the Dragonborn is going to be um, next to you in the front desk. Um, as you all position yourself, I would like um, whoever is going to be leading this to make a survival check. Will do. As you see, um, Vrondis pull out an, a rather old, weathered-looking map. Um, you kind of study it for a bit. What'd you roll? 23. A 23. So, looking at where you are, um, and calculating from, like, uh, from the town of White Frost, and especially where the fortress is located, you know that the glass forest um, should just be in a general northward to slight northwest direction. Um, you begin tracking. This is how it goes. And, um... Where does a king keep his armies? Oh my god. I don't know. In his sleeves. Ron is just kind of like, <laughs> looks back a little bit and just kind of like shakes his head a bit. <laughs> Um, Melvin's gonna look down, realize he doesn't know what sleeves are because he's not wearing a shirt. That's very true. And then the pats him on the head. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'd like all of you to make me a perception check as you're traveling towards this kind of open space. <laughs> Did anyone get above 15? No one? I only got a 12. I got a 14. 7. Okay. 11. So, wow. <laughs> we really are screwed without the other rangers. Cool. Okay. So with that... At least um, we're not lost. You have kind of gotten yeah. in the state of kind of just like looking forward and just kind of... Uh, you've been walking. The sun is beginning to rise, almost reaching noon. Um, as you summit begins to growl and you kind of get a little hangry a bit. Um, eventually, you see up ahead, uh, like kind of down a slope that you're on, you see the edge of a great expansive forest. Um, 
and you kind of get why it's called the glass forest, as you notice that a, <coughs> a bit of, there's like this reflective shine as you look at the forest. And as you get closer, you notice that each one of the dead trees that make up the large forest is completely covered and encased in ice. Um, further beyond the forest, which is very long, you can see just in the distance the gray, purplish uh, spread of the mountain range. Before we enter into this forest, would it be okay if I gathered up uh, about 20 or so berries? Uh, 20 or so berries? Yes. Okay. Um, I would say make me a uh, survival check. Seven. A seven. Okay. Um. You, uh, looking around for some berries, it looks like if there were any, they would be in the forest. Okay. Um, you look around, most of, if there were any, like, kind of, like, shrubberies or bits of, like, sprigs, it's completely covered by the latest layer of snow and ice. Okay. So... Approaching the forest, coming to its edge, as you see these long, tall trees kind of reach out for you, their shadows stretching across to where your feet lie. You notice that because of your um, good survival check, check the map, you do see a bit of a path. Barely. Um, there is a part where the trees kind of stand on each side of this open space, maybe about 10 feet wide. Um, and uh, uncovering a bit of the snow as Bronis kind of kicks aside a bit and you see a bit of um, uh, dirt, fresh dirt. Would it be okay if I casted Druidcraft to make just a small gentle breeze go through there to clean up some of the snow and okay. make a more defined path for us? Yeah, so uh, you focus on the necklace that you have worked hard to put together and as you do there's the breeze which is actually it's a pretty um, strong breeze, but it's kind of just blowing down and sideways, which is just making even more of the path be covered by heaps of snow that the forest has collected. But you're able to kind of bend it against its will in a small area and uncover a bit of a path that leads inwards to the dark forest. Okay. So, you guys go in. Steven, I want you to know I have to do I really do. Okay. I want to throw another snowball. Who do you want to throw the snowball at? I want to throw the snowball at the tiny one, Billy. Is this like a surprise attack snowball, or is this like a... Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, let's, Roll let's do Roll me a sleight of hand check. As your, like, eight-foot-tall self just gingerly leans over to pick up some snow that's gathered around the base of the tree. He is in the back. That would be a five. Five. Melvin rolls a five. So all of you notice Melvin uh, run up, <laughs> stomping very loudly. He's also whispering. Yeah, he's whispering his own little theme song. You find a good amount of snow that's piled up towards the edge of this forest. Can you crack in your snowball? Yes, I am. Okay. They, Rondis kind of ignores you and just begins kind of leading them into the forest. I changed my target. Okay. I want to throw it at Brondis. Brondis? Who's in the front? Melvin wants to throw it at Brondis. 
you can very easily clear their heads. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll at... I'm going to say, you know what, you have proficiency in snowball. You were born here. I'm going to give you that. You are proficient in snowballs. So dex plus proficiency plus your d20. Now, Vesk is second in line, and he is seven foot two. Would that change any like? Well, you and Grondis no, are side by side. Okay. Change. It depends how bad he rolls, really. All right, all right, all right. That would be a seven. A seven. Okay, so um, the snowball goes a little off its course. It does end up hitting something that is dark green and has these weird fins on the back of it, which would be you, Vesk. Mm-hmm. You feel a cold shiver down your spine as you see uh, the uh, snow kind of piled up on your shoulder. So on the bright side, Melvin hit his target from yesterday today. Yeah, I mean, that's mm. like two for two. Two for two. Yeah. I'm going to blow him a kiss. <laughs> I'm going to once again claim responsibility. What is, up with five. That, what is up with that half-human always, like, throwing snowballs at you? You have no idea. The Goliath, who's, like, giggling like a little girl over there? No, he had nothing to do with it. It's because you woke me up this morning. Very well. Next time you get to wake him up, Forkin. You are not like that. Melvin's got her. Okay. So, um, as you begin uh, trekking through the forest, um, for the first four hours, um, I need whoever's leading to make a survival check. Eight! There we go. Um, so, you begin Those making the your Jacob way through the forest, and you notice that um, it's very unusual. The forest isn't flat. Um, it has... The, the level and exchange of it uh, kind of bends and twists and turns. Um, there's even parts that kind of go uh, down where you're almost like... It's almost like dug into the earth. Um, there's even a part where you pass under the earth for just a moment, coming back up over a tree log. Um, you notice that as you're going, you actually find this really tall tree that surprisingly... Even though it's completely encased encased in ice, there are actually a few leaves on it. Um, After a while, uh, you get a little confused, and you look down, and the path... You're glad you caught it this early, because you're able to still see the path, but you went off the path. You get back on it again, and you find yourself going underneath that tree that's fell over, and then at the big tree that still has the leaves on it again. And that's when Rhonda says, Circles and circles. Now, since I'm an outlander, would I never be able to get lost in this sort of way, or...? Um, someone have the player's handbook? It says right here, uh, feature wanderer. You have an excellent memory for maps and geography, and you can always recall the general layout of terrain, settlements, and other features around you. In addition, you can find food and fresh water for yourself and up to... and up to five of your... Five other people each day provided the land offers very small game, water, and so forth. To be oh, fair, we okay. haven't been here before. Um, so I will say that on certain checks, I would allow you to 
be able to roll where other people wouldn't be able to roll. For example, you're rolling survival. Um, and then on other checks, that probably allow you maybe advantage for like finding food and stuff. Which by the way, you do notice there are plenty of like bushes um, and trees and like thickets. So you could do another search if you wanted to. I, I would appreciate that. At this point, it's about two o'clock in the afternoon and all of you are getting really hungry. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for berries. Okay. Survival with advantage, you said? So you stopped the party. Yep. Okay, so we stop on the path. Yes, just stay here. I'll find us. Maybe, yeah, maybe a perception check to see if you can find it. Twelve. That's it. Uh, you find a small little alcove that is uh, near to uh, a cave. Um, it's a good clearing of trees. It might be a good spot to look around. You can hear the trickle of water nearby. Okay. I let everyone know that there is water near here. Although it might be a bit cold, and warn them about that. Okay. And then search for berries. Okay, so why is doing that? Would you guys like to do anything? I will start a fire. You're gonna start a fire? Okay. I want to go find- Melvin wants to go find a little animal. Okay, um... He's also an outlander. Yeah, sure. Make me a perception check with okay. advantage. Gotcha. That would be in 18. Uh, perception. No survival. Survival. Yeah. 18. 18? Yes. Uh, okay, so you kind of lumber off, and uh, you find actually a small frozen stream that looks like it's coming down. So in the clearing, there's a bit of a cave opening that's to your east, um, to the east, and you notice that on the right side of this cave, there's a small stream that kind of flows from, um, it looks like, um, from like, from the cave out into between some of the trees, and you notice that um, in one of the bushes you see some movement. The bush kind of shakes a little bit. And you just stand there? No, I'm, I'm gonna take my great axe because that's how you hunt. Okay. So go ahead and roll me a stealth check to try to sneak up on it. Jeez. Just to try to sneak up on it. That would be an unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. Okay, so you go up on it and carefully, um, probably the most carefully you've ever been in your life. Uh, the snow does help a, get, uh, help a bit, like compressing the sounds of your large um, feet, like crunching through the earth. But you notice oh, on the other side of the bush a small brown hair. Or not small, rather large brown hair. I'm you gonna fight it. <laughs> And just as it's turn, it turns its head to notice you, whoosh, chop it. And it just kind of twitches a little bit, and the red crimson kind of um, flows out into the white snow. Would I get advantage on the yeah. berry find? Okay. okay, thank you, guys. <laughs> it does not matter. All right, so. That was a ten. five on the die. Ten. It was lower before. Mm -hmm. Um, you know that there should be, um, uh, red berries, even mistletoe, and, um, a few poisonous berries actually around here, but you're just having a really hard time. It's probably because you're kind of hungry at this point. So Melvin's going to pick up the bunny, mm -hmm. and he's going to walk back, and while walking back, I'm going to try and look for berries. Okay. I swear, if you find them and I don't, oh my What do I roll? Yep. 
Well, I'm thankful for the advantage. Okay. So yeah, much. Six. Guys, it's not <laughs> hard to find berries. I'm you sorry. That. It's not I'm hard sure to you find to berries. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? It's it's that a hard DC. I'm sorry. Guys, this it episode is when you have the to Finding berries or buying them beforehand. <laughs> this um, episode, the DM learned the importance of not antagonizing his players. Ha, <laughs> uh, ha, no. That, that's a hard lesson to learn. Yeah, okay. I mean, it doesn't come wrong. from just one. So... Um, you make your way back to the opening, you come back empty-handed, you've made a fire, Bill is... Bill is gonna go explore the cave? I found a bunny. I was about to say, I found a bunny. And you said there was a cave opening? So, so Bill's immediate thought is, ooh, what's in there? So as you guys kind of gather up, um, Melvin walking back with, um, a hair in one hand, headless, and then the head in his other hand, um... You want to go off and... I'm, I'm going to go into the cave. Okay. Going to so, look around a little. You make your way um, towards the, um, the cave. It's a rather small opening that kind of goes down into the earth. The edge of it. It's a total of 20 stealth. I'm going to be sneaky sneaky. Okay. Because I don't trust caves. Okay. But I want to see what's going on. So it's you mystery. kind of um, uh, get to one of the walls of the cave and kind of scoot your way forward. Um, you can hear... <coughs> A dramatic music shift. Dun-dun-dun! You hear... Um... Almost like a, a long-held, just-released breath. wind kind of whipping about the interior of the cave as it delves deeper. It makes a, a sharp right turn after you're about 60 feet. I'm gonna slowly follow that turn and just keep going. Okay. Give me one second as I pull out the book this. Yep. Not at all surprised. Don't you know you never split the order. This is going to go terribly for me, people. I am teaching all of the new listeners a very important lesson. Never split the party. Don't wander off alone. It's okay. This character might die. Hey, remember that one time we learned as a group not to go in caves? <laughs> remember that time when we went we in should, caves we anyway should, and we, we never should, should have done that and we swore we never would? We should do that. And you still do it no, no, again! No, 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 no. This is a different campaign. Yes, this Let's is a new campaign. Uh, you now we have to see if it's... Campaign, Make your way into the cave, um, and as you turn around, you know that uh, even though you're you're only sixty feet and you're turning into this cave, it's actually the temperature has gotten a little bit warmer um, or less cold, really. Um, it's a bit actually kind of a little humid in here. Um, you notice that as you turn around, you enter into a very beautiful um, shot. You see. There is a small opening in this about 80-foot uh, radius circular room, very large room. Uh, there is a frozen pool with a small waterfall that is trinkling just a little bit. Um, you, you see a light, kind of a cold um, blue light 
shining down into the cave. Um, there is one kind of cubby of this cave that's an offshoot. There's like a bit of snow that's been, uh, or not snow, the, the ground kind of raises a little bit and you see kind of markings of something digging uh, that has dug here previously. You see a few claw marks on the side. And as you enter, you can just see up in the little cubby a, a very large creature, bird, that begins to stir. You can hear another sound. Backing up now. You see three smaller furred creatures untupping themselves oh, from the fur of a mother polar bear. As you see the very large polar bear, almost abnormal for its size, it doesn't look like a regular polar bear. Make me a perception check. <laughs> 21. 21. You see uh, its teeth. Has rather large canines, almost, almost tusk-like. Um, you see in its furs, there are bits of sharp points that poke out of the back of its fur. Its claws and paws, very huge, and you see these long, um, almost ivory-like uh, points to them. The head begins to. The, you see a foot emerge out of the little cubby. I already said I was backing up. Okay, make me a stealth check. Let's say I said that like two minutes ago in your description. Backing Sorry, up now. Yeah. Backing up now. That is a total of 18 and 7. Is that 23 or is 25. that 25? Oh, okay. 25. Yeah, 25. You see, as you're turning, you just see the... No, I don't turn around. I'm just backing yeah, up. As you're backing up. I'm going to keep watching. You see the long-haired furred face of a... The dire polar bear. Saber bear! Saber bear! Woo! <laughs> Begins kind of stepping out into a little bit of the light. Its eyes kind of squinting, blinded by it, looking around a bit. And that is where you kind of back around behind the corner. You can hear a bit. A big plop sound. Can I roll to see where the bard went? <laughs> As the breathing kind of, the heavy breathing just continues. All the way back and around the corner. Uh, you come back to um, a campfire that is actually loud. You hear a bit of a few popping sounds as um, some, of the, some of the twigs that you have gathered together for this fire. Um, a few popping sounds as you see a bit of a makeshift uh, rotisserie style <laughs> uh hair going, like, rolling above the fire, uh, rotating around it. Um, the hair has been burned off, the parts it. have been, the skin has been cut, and the meat is, looks about soon to be ready. It's kind of hard because it is very cold, and you have to, like, make sure you get it kind of really close to the fire, which is causing it to be burnt a little bit, but otherwise it's almost done. Uh, you guys see Billy uh, walk up to the campfire. So, where were you? You, you see that opening over there? Mm-hmm. Don't go in there. Why not? There's, uh, there's a thing. A bigger thing? than me. 
Melvin walks into the cave. Bigger than you? <laughs> I mean, okay. You want to? Yeah, why not? Uh, I tackle him to the ground. I mean, bigger than him's not that big a deal. Okay. He's like this tall. Yeah, of course. I, t- I so tackle him to the ground. Melvin begins to walk towards the cave. I try to stop him. I'm trying to stop him. How do you want to try to stop him? I'm trying to tackle him to the ground. Okay. So go ahead and make me a strength oh. check. Um, and you can make me either a... Sh- Actually, I would say because he's behind you... Uh, maybe strength or dexterity check. Would you roll? 16. Okay. Uh, would that be athletics or just strength? 17. Athletics. 18! Dang it! Wait, am I athletics as well? Yeah. Oh, then 19. Okay. I'm going to continue talking since he's starting to walk off, but hasn't actually, like, gone in the cave. Yeah. It's a bit of ways no, 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 Melvin, Melvin. I, I wasn't finished. As the lizard folk kind of tackles you into the snow. Surprise! Hey, or, hey, no, 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 sorry. I won. Yeah, my bad. As the lizard folk attempts to tackle you into the snow, but it's really one of those awkward, like, like giving you a hug, and you're like, this is kind of, like, where did this come from? You're like, okay, man. Do you take it as a hug? I hug him back. <laughs> Please let's go, Mel- Melvin? Melvin. Melvin, I wasn't. I wasn't done. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me standing on top of you. Will you please let me go? It's very large, it's very furry, and if it starts smelling what you're cooking, then it might get hungry. So I suggest that we either move very quickly, or we start baiting it as a trap. There's cashews in here. Or little... this... thing. What are you Pistachios! Oh, oh, I should have the black dragon was a on the also I thought it was oh, a sorry. So I'm eating scared. nuts, and I was like, hey, there's a pistachio in here. That's cool. I'd say as the dragonborn in black looks at our hound at us and <laughs> yeah. I've got pistachios! But yeah, Bob's like, guys, I've got pistachios! Walked out of the woods like, hey, guys! <laughs> Actually, you notice Rodnus isn't there. Um, Melvin, remember, you're crushing me. So, look at our rabbit. That sounds like a bigger meal. Uh, you guys. I up. mean, yeah, it could be. It'll Rondis. take longer to cook it, but you know. If, yeah, all right. Melvin will let go of the. Okay. I, I forgot your name. Well, you the not so pretty lady. Best. Yep. Do you guys um, begin eating? Mm, no. No. Because th- think about it. I, I got I got a bunny. Mm-hmm. The and gets a leg, which is probably about a tenth of what he wants. Uh, Vesk gets a leg, which is probably about a tenth of he wants. Mm-hmm. You get like the tail or something because you're tinier, and yep. Billy doesn't need that much food. Yeah. And then well, Melvin gets Billy the rest, that much meat. which is not as much as he wants either. So, no food for Brondus. Brondus isn't here. You said that yourself. He isn't. He isn't. I'm just making sure that y'all aren't leaving him anything. No. Okay, cool. So, you gotta eat. Um, it's nice to have something warm in your bellies. Um,. Is the thing we said of we which the bard warned again. us coming out of the cave? Huh? No. I'm, is the thing of which the bard warned wait. us coming out of the cave? Yeah. We're not eating yet. We're waiting. I'm oh. saying that's why we're not eating, because we'd only get a eating. very little amount. Okay. Um, we're waiting for the bigger thing to come out of the cave. I rolled... Y'all want to try to y'all want to try to lure it out? Yes, we do. Negative 12 on that perception. Can I give him advantage instead of taking my own roll? For, for what? Perception. See if this thing's coming out. Um, what'd you roll? I rolled a twelve. Twelve. Um, 
it, you kind of look over at the cave and it's kind of the, there's like a few trees and stuff but you look at it it doesn't seem like anything's coming out you don't see anything alright alright I'm gonna talk to Billy how far in the cave was it uh if you go in about 60 and then you follow the curve then maybe another 30 or 40 and then it opens up into a larger room it was in there also, it had tiny ones. I'm going to take the rabbit head, mm-hmm. and I'm going. Let's set a trap before we call it out. I'm going to keep the rabbit head and listen to what Forkin has to say. Is anyone good with ropes? I have rope. We could tie a noose for it. More shopping sticks. I mean, I'm an entertainer. I'm not. I'm not known for making nooses, but I've worked with rope before, circus folk and such. I'm an entertainer. I'm not usually known for making nooses or anything. It's like what? 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 Circus folk and such is what I said. Thank you. Okay. Trapeze. To catch its legs. And all its specks. That requires that the rope be strong enough to catch the thing. I feel like you're underestimating how strong this thing might be. If we make enough, that should work. I mean, I'll I'll do what you guys decide to do, but this just doesn't seem like a good idea. But okay, I'm gonna try to tie ropes across the entrance to make like a tripwire. So yeah, so roll me sleight of hand at disadvantage. Oh boy. Uh, that's a that's natural a one, one, so it doesn't matter. Okay, so Unless you uh, another you, you one. do your best taking the rope, um, and you figure the best thing would be to tie part of it to a tree, and then yes. like take the other one by hand and like have someone hold that and then pull it when they come across. That's the best thing you think of. So you go and you tie it around the tree, and you put the rope all the way across. So who's going to... Ain't gonna be me. Okay, Melvin. I'll go in the cave. Oh, you're gonna... Go, I'm asking who's going to hold the rope. <laughs> Melvin was not paying attention. <laughs> Melvin, no. you I'm going to hand the lizard folk the rope. Okay, so you have the rope. I have the rope. I'm going to hand it to Melvin because he seems to be the strongest. Okay, Melvin, best can you rope. Everyone's like, who wants the rope? I don't want it. I'm going to take yeah, it. Right. Um, I'm going to look around our site for some logs and then sharpen them into like spikes. Okay. Um, go ahead and make me... Do you have woodcutting... woodcutter's tools? I have a sword. You have a sword? That's... okay. So, go ahead and roll me a strength check at disadvantage. I have a hand axe. Oh, that works. If you want to borrow it. Yeah, I'll take that. Melvin hands him a hand axe. Okay. So go ahead and... They don't need to be, like, perfect. They need to be spikes. Yeah, they don't need to be perfect. So, regular... Actually, yeah, just a regular strength check. Um, yeah, don't add your... That's pretty good. Unnatural twenty. Okay, so you find some um, <coughs> some wood. We can cutting it up. It takes <coughs> about an hour to set everything up. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So you begin setting up. You begin having a good amount of spikes. So what we're supposed to do with these spikes? You have. Let's say you have like seven or eight of them. Okay. I have an idea. So if we're using a tripwire, what if we set the tripwire up up front, and then we have the spikes going in, faced in towards the cave, so theoretically it trips over the wire into spikes. It tells itself. 
And see, here's the other thing. I can also make a cloud of fog to where it is like hard to see through. So it probably won't catch me since I'll probably be the bait. And also will probably trip, have a more hard time not tripping over the spikes. Or oh, we could throw the rabbit head in and it comes to the smell. That's also a fair point. So as you guys are discussing this, setting them up, setting up the spikes in place, you hear footsteps approach the campsite, and you see a black dragonborn in purple robes step forward. Uh, you see in his hands, berries. I would rather have meat. He goes, he goes, I found the bear. Wait, what, what, what are you all doing? Wait, this is, uh, what, 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 uh, do I need to... What is in the cave? Come hold this rope. (laughs) I don't know what the formal word for it here might be, but I would call it a saber bear. Okay, what what, what does it look like? It it looks like a bear, and it has teeth that are about this long, and it's white, and bigger than me standing on top of his shoulders. It's bigger than him. Uh, it's bigger than me standing on top of him. It's huge. Melvin. Um, I would advise this. against this. I, I already did, but, you know, they just... This is their idea. He takes his hand and slaps it on his chest. As he does, you see a spark of arcane energy as there's this very faint, translucent silver, almost like liquid that spreads across his body. He steps back and goes. <coughs> All right. Here's the thing. I have something that can help us with food. Since you managed to find berries, and the gods damn it, I did yeah, not. Yeah, he found five berries, by the way. So right oh, down. Oh boy, five berries! Five berries! Berry, five berries! Well, I mean, yeah. that, that's that's enough for all of us. So huh. it's just gonna be gone as soon as I cast good berries. No, no, no. You can you use one berry, and then. It makes ten up to ten berries yeah, per hand. Oh, so that that basically fuels four times of good berry for you. Because the component is like a sprig or a berry or something like that. Mm. Which usually I don't do compunits. Com- I don't Com-tunets. usually do compunits. Components, but uh, for this spell, I I like doing uh, adding components. So uh, with that, uh, you have kind of put the spikes in the front of the cave. You're at the rope thing. So, um, who wants to go poke a sleeping bear? Is, is that right? Did I say that? That's yeah. quite literally uh, exactly what Melvin wants to. Wait, how would, how would, how would, I would like to specify how would the we do? fight when at my last long rest, my armor gains a plus one. Okay. So, what are your positions and what actions are you holding? That's what I would like to know. Starting right. with Forkin. I'm holding a searing smite mace behind the spikes in case it doesn't impale itself fully. I, okay, behind the spikes, yep. so in front of the cave. I am okay. holding fog cloud for um, whenever it is on its way, about to make it to the tripwire before it can see the tripwire. So fog, oh, just over the tripwire itself, so it looks like fog on the ground. Yes. Okay, cool. So you're doing that. Did I convince Vrondis to hold the rope? No, you did not. <laughs> yeah. Well, he should. 
He does not. I called him a he. He should be thankful. <laughs> he is thankful, but he is not holding the rope. Melvin, All please right, hold so the rope. Thankful is not. The I same will thing hold the rope, on, but I'm going to like walk into the cave, throw the rabbit's head, and then run back and grab the rope. Okay, so how far deep are you going into the cave? Crap. Um. It's sixty feet in the cave, and then there's a sharp right turn into a very large open area. Which right, is right. So I'm gonna like position myself like diagonally mm-hmm. so that I can see the turn. Okay. But so I'm not like right all the way there. Turn. Yeah, okay. But I'm not all the way there. So you're like 50 feet in. 55. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. So I'm gonna throw the rabbit's head and then I'm gonna run back, grab the rope. Okay. So you throw the rabbit's head? No, no, no. First, I'm gonna look at it. Well, Daniel, we haven't been together that long. Serve your purpose. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> then I'm gonna throw the rabbit's head. head and you run out. Yes. Are you trying to be sneaky when you run out, or you just run out? I don't care. We're trying to get it to come this okay, way, anyways. Trying to get it to come this way. So you run out, and as you've been running, you hear. As you run out, you're grabbing the tripwire. Grab the rope and pull. What are you doing, Bonnie Bill? I am behind a tree, no less than sixty feet away, where I am. Down on the ground and playing my bongos to calm myself because I don't want to be involved in this. Okay, this is a terrible idea. Our rangers right now. Yes, yes, we could. (laughs) As you make your way out, I need all of you to roll initiative. Oh boy, you treated me wrong, man. Ten. I just can't win. Same. Roll off. <laughs> okay, so everyone has their initiative? Mm-hmm. In their head? Good. Yeah. Okay, nice. Did so, I already cast Fog Cloud on the tripwire? You did. I say you already did that. Okay. okay. Then could so I have... That's a pre-war. Ready to another thing? Yes. Instead, because I could have been no. pre-empted. I'll say no. Okay, that's so, what I thought. That's um, what with that, that, you hear, all of you hear now this... <laughs> You hear this crunching sound. Oh, um, boy. And, uh... Sneaks out. You hear the loud thudding sound of this giant, uh, polar dire bear making its way out of the cave. As it does, it just reaches the outside of the cave uh, its eyes open, its fangs bared, uh, running furiously, not noticing the tripwire. So at that point, we'll, we're going to start going off a ready action. So you are going to pull on the rope, right? Yes. Okay, you pull on the rope as it goes forward, and it just completely tears through the rope. Aww. Uh The rope snaps where the tree is. Not snaps, it actually comes through as you did not tie your knot very well. Or whoever did. You did not tie I forgot knot you rolled a one. Um, with that, it is within reach of you, so are you going to go ahead and attack it? Wait, does it hit the spikes? Yeah, it's got to go through spikes first. Yeah, it's got to go through spikes, so what goes then? Uh, okay, I'm going to say if it saw the spikes or not. Both of those are natural ones. Yeah! Spike trap for the win. Okay, so, um, you hear this sickening... (laughs) (sighs) Um, as the fog dissipates, and you see there, 
Uh, two of them had gotten impaled to the side. So go ahead and roll me two d6s. Oh, the babies? No. No. Two of the spikes are impaled into the thing. Six damage. Oh, only the big ones get out. Okay. The babies aren't going to come out. Um, you see they should. Um, now staining its perfectly white coat, this kind of thick uh, red ichor that kind of drips about onto the, uh, the snow. Okay. All right, so you're going to hit it? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to roll attack. All right. How does a 13 fare? Uh, 13 mm-hmm. will not hit. <coughs> Actually, wait. 14. 14 will hit. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> so, as it runs out, uh, impaling itself on two of the spikes that you've made, you go up with your mace. Okay. Take a whack at it. I need it to roll a um, constitution. Yep, con save throw. Uh, that is going to be a, um, a 15. Okay, it passes. Okay. So it's not on fire. That's a shame. Yeah. We wouldn't have had to cook it. I know. That's what I was thinking. That was very productive. That's where I was trying to get from. 15 points of damage on the roll. No, Okay. Los. Eighteen damage from me. Eighteen damage. All right. So as you go, and that was paired with your smite, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your mace glowing up with this divine energy. You slam into one of it. You hear a cracking sound as you hit like um, one of its uh, like hind legs. Uh, rears around angrily. Did anyone else have a prepared action? No. No. Okay. So with that, it is going to go into combat. So, did anyone get a 20 or above? Nope. Okay, great, guys. Uh, 15 to 20. I've got an 18. Okay. 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 So would you like to do anything? I'm going to start stealthing towards the cave entrance. Okay. Off and around to the side. You should kill the babies. Kill the babies while we kill the bear. You want me to stealth check? Yep. Kill the babies. That's an 18. An 18? Okay. Did it up? Uh, okay. So, did anyone get a 15? Nope. 14. All right. So, it is the uh, dire polar bear's turn. Um, it is going to turn around and swing at you, Forkin. Um, so, that's three attacks. So, that's going to hit your armor class. Uh, Does it hit an 18? Yep. Uh, that is going to hit as well. And then the last one is... We're gonna die. It's okay. That one's gonna miss. Uh, so it goes die. at you, I'm not gonna and die. I'm it not gonna goes out bear. with two claws attacked, slashing you with these giant, like, these giant claws. Um, Paul. And uh, you are going to take damage. damage. So that's... Whoa. I should've been dying with Paul there. You're gonna take 26 slashing damage. I'm unconscious. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We're level three. It's a yeah. dire. Yeah, um, you know, 
when you found it, I was like, oh, that's great because now they're knowing to, hey, we can avoid it now. Uh... Alright, guys. So, um, you're unconscious. I'm still doing the avoiding it thing. I'm just gonna point that out. Alright, uh, <laughs> so next, did anyone get a 13? 12. Okay, it is going to be, uh, that's, uh, sorry, Vondris' turn. He is going to, um, levitate three rocks in the air and fling it towards the polar bear. It fails, so it's going to take some damage. Okay, uh, and you see three of the rocks all impact on the side of the bear. One actually kind of digs and like stays there and doesn't fall out. Um, as it's bleeding. So, uh, next up, anyone to attend? Okay. All right, so I'm gonna rage. Okay. Melvin's gonna rage, and he's gonna hit the thing with his great X. Okay. Hold hit. That would be. A 12. 12 is gonna miss? I know. Now, I'm going to go ahead... Reckless? Or do you have that yet? I have Reckless. Yeah. You use it? Yep. Is that advantaged? Yes, yeah. that's advantaged. That's your attack basically rolls. just yeah. That is even less. So, okay. no. I'm done with my turn. Alright. So, um, with that, um, the... Okay, so, you haven't gone yet, right? Right. Okay, so what it's, do you like to do? It's his turn. Oh yeah, so make me a death saving throw, Forkin. We, we both got tens and did a roll off. Let's fail. Alright, so you have one failure. I had an eight on initiative, so yep, I'm going last. Uh, shoot. Shoot, 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 shoot. Do you happen to have the uh, paper for uh, the spell points, which was part of the... Uh, no, I don't. Are you using spell points? Yes. I, I did let not change me, back. Let me look at it. To be fair, if we all died here, that'd be pretty awesome. I mean, you're not wrong, <laughs> but still. Here we go. I think I have it, maybe. You're a druid, right? Yep. <coughs> yep, here we go. Awesome. Thank you very much. I would try to make the, maybe uh, print out like a copy or something, so you'd have that always. Will do. I'll post it in group meeting. Awesome. Wait. Oh my gosh, I can save your life. Yeah, I know. Okay. You have huh. healing word, don't you? What? You have healing word, don't you? I do not. I have healing spirits. Oh my gosh, I love this spell. It's yes. way too overpowered. Yes. I don't know what that okay. is. I don't think healing so is ever overpowered. You cast Indeed. healing spirits? Hold Maybe. on. Uh... You said you had like 50% left. My computer has turned itself off. Um, this is fun. I like ba this. Ba based on what it says, um, can I choose what creatures do and do not get healed? So that way I don't heal it the dire. It enters a creature's space. So it can go up to one creature and begin healing them. Okay. There's a little animal. And it runs up and scurries up to someone. And then it heals them. Oh, Okay. I think that's how it works. It moves up to a certain speed, and when it's in an area's space, then it heals them. Okay. Pretty sure that's how it works. So yeah, I'm going to cast Healing Spirits as a bonus action uh, to heal Forkin. Uh, so currently you heal 
four hit points. <laughs> not dead. Not dead. You're not dead. That's correct. That's just a bonus action, which is awesome. Um, and that is... Uh, actually, no. Uh, it says, for the first time, a turn... Wait. So it has to... It only heals on that on that person's turn. So it goes up to him. Okay. That's and it will not heal him next turn. Yeah. But it doesn't heal Whenever him. Whenever you are a creature, you can see moves into the spirit's face for the first time on a turn, or starts its turn there, you cause the spirit to restore hit points to that creature. Okay. Right. You can this cause. Is when the so, creature... This is when the spirit appears. So yeah. it would heal on its first moment, wouldn't it? Nope. It's okay. You won't have to roll another death save, though. That, that's only the thing. At the, the start of this, well, the Goliath to worry about. But it, it's worried about the Goliath, and it's it might be a lot about what it really won't worry okay. about. So, and then that's my bonus action. As my standard action, I'm going to cast. Uh, I'm going to move 30 feet back, and uh, cast Acid Arrow. Okay. Yes. No, it is a... You can only cast a cantrip. You're right. I can only cast a cantrip, so that means I have to move up in its face. Oh, crap. That's beautiful. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to move up in its face and cast Primal Savagery. Okay, cool. So, rolling the da- the attack, and that's a natural one. Why am I rolling this okay. guy? So, as your fangs uh, like pierce out of your maw and grow to an enormous size, and your claws retract out, um, you go rushing up towards this thing to slash at it, and it just, like, you just miss it completely. Yep. Okay, so with that, it is the top of the round. Um, it is going to be the creature's turn. Nope, I go before or, it does. Yeah, you go before it does. I'm going to use healing words So on where you are Orkin. currently, you are, uh, you are close to the entrance of the cave. You're about 20 feet away. Cool. I'm going to use healing word on our fallen cleric Sick. to get his butt back up. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be nine hit points. And then for my actual action, I'm going to continue to just try to be stealthy and keep sneaking around because I'm like, nope, 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 nope. This was a bad idea. This was a bad idea. This was a bad plan. Bad plan. So um, go ahead and roll stealth because it knows where you are currently. Actually, it's a total of 20. Hide action. Yeah, hide an action. Yeah, which is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Healing oh, words a bonus action. Healing words a bonus action. Okay. I'm I'm literally right. just I'm right. hiding and I'm so, gonna keep moving um, towards the cave entrance because I'm like that, nope 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 uh, nope nope bad idea bad idea bad idea. Uh, is going to uh, currently it's on top of you, or no it's no you you fell down so you're on the ground right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wake yes. up and it, it goes and it sees both of you Melvin and Forkin. It is going to take claw attacks at both of you. The first one's for Forkin, that's a natural 20. Um, <laughs> that's a natural unconscious. The yeah. next one is for Melvin, which is going to be a... Which is going to be enough to hit. Okay, okay. So, it goes to bite you. Okay. Um, it, like, stands up on its hind legs. Um, and it is huge. Really tall. Um, as it goes down, bites you on the neck. Like, pushing you down to the ground. Yeah, you're unconscious again. What, what did you roll? Uh, an 8 and a 7 plus... Okay, uh, not five. dead. That's out, not outright dead. Yeah, That's what yeah. I was looking for. Um, and then for you, as you fall to the ground, it is going to stand up and take a swipe at Melvin. It does hit. Bring it on. 
slash or the death save. That's going to be 11 non-magical slashing damage. All right, well, then that would be six. No, that'd be five. five. Okay, cool. We round down? Yeah. You always round down. You always round down. You're a barbarian. Always, always, always round down. No, it just depends on the DM. Well, yeah, in the player's handbook, it says... No, PHB says round down. down. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that, that is is going to take its movement to move running back into the cave. So, Melvin, you get an opportunity to attack on it. All right. Would I also possibly maybe get an opportunity to attack with my bite? I mean, you did As go in the melee Yeah, you are in the melee range with it. So, yeah. That would be a 25 to hit. I didn't hit. Okay. It's okay. I don't think I'm allowed yeah, to no, crit fish on a, a joke. attack of opportunity. You are able to hit 12 plus 4. Is that what? Yeah. No, he's calculating damage. Yeah, yeah. that's damage. Uh, yeah. Roll the 25 to hit. Oh, oh, yeah, right. 2 plus 4. 16 damage. 16 damage. Okay, so you go with your great axe and you cleave into it. Uh, yes, I do. Catching like, its thigh. Uh, going straight for it. it's with the amount of strength that you have behind this blow, it's like cutting through butter. And as you pull your axe back, you see this big chunk of meat just kind of slosh out, and it's kind of hanging out of it as its back right leg goes limp. Um, with that, um, the next turn is going to be. It's opportunity. Who's next? It's it's your yeah. opportunity. No, it's my turn. Or that's back to you, Mel. Right? Yeah. Because you're about four feet. So yes, yeah. I am. All right. I'm going to go hit him again. Mm-hmm. Okay. With Reckless. Okay. Nat 20. Nat 20. Okay. Um, for a total of 20 plus 2 plus 4. 26 damage. 26? 26. Okay, how do you want to do this? I want to cut its head off. Okay, so as it begins running back, uh, limping on its uh, back right hind leg across this uh, cave floor, you run up ahead of it, blocking its path, <coughs> flourishing your axe as you lift it up. And then golf swing, just... Oh, lower, just golf swing up right underneath its neck. Yep. And it just slices through. The head drops on the ground. And then, Guys, I got food! And then uh, as your turn comes around, Forkin, um, a small little rat, like... Swallows up to you, and you now are healed seven hit points. You are no longer dying. Yes. Again. And however long that's, if you want to keep that spell running, you oh, can yeah. actually get the full hit points. Yeah, no, I'm definitely doing that. And that's how awesome it is. you told me it was a bad idea. Okay, so as a little spirit rat kind of rushes up and grabs onto your shoe or something. It lasts for a minute, so that will be another. That'll be ten rounds, so that's ten d6. Nine more d6. That's, so, yeah, that's plenty. That should be enough. Um, so. I'll calculate just in case. Actually, no. Yeah, with my base mod, that'd be another 27. So. Yeah, no, that's perfect. So, with that, the cave goes still, and there's a dead dire polar bear on the ground. Let's cook it. I kick its ass, and I'm like, piece of shit. Okay. I didn't like that, but I will like the guns. Yeah, yeah. Don't like it. We could use the the fur and the hide. Skin it first. I can do that. Of course. Are you proficient with? Prime material. I 
have uh, the natural thing, the natural artisan or cunning artisan. Yeah, he's a lizard folk. Okay, cool. E. So you begin Skinning slicing it. it up, and eventually you're able to begin to cut around the edges and pull back the hide from the meat and bones. Every now and then, cutting again to separate um, the two parts. Uh, eventually, you're left with a giant heap of what was left of the polar bear. Can um, I take some of its like ivory for like crafting and such? And could I also have made more blow darts, possibly? Um, okay, so both of you, since you can either give advantage to one person or you can both roll if you'd like to. But roll me dexterity checks as you be as you're skinning and I'll getting give you advantage. Take. Okay. I'll just point out the Being parts that I would like. Taking the parts the best that you can. Why couldn't you have existed earlier? <laughs> 18. 18. Yeah, so you're able to, if someone wants to write this down, you're able to get um, a bear pelt. Why do you have so many bear pelts? Um, anyone get a reference? No. 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 Okay, wow. Sounds Never like mind. Skyrim. Um, so a bear pelt, you're able to get uh, six uh, dire... Tusks. And okay. that's about it. Okay. And then you have the meat, of course. Now we can stuff. cook it. Actually, if we could just Let's feed it some it. Uh, bark and twigs and such, then I have a spell that might be able to help. I might offer a bit of advice. Dire bellers are known to make for life. We only saw one. Maybe we should find a different place to camp. I will drag it along. Very well. Uh, well, first we can cut it up into pieces. I have an extra backpack. Better advice, we bring it further into the cave because this is already a meal, and if there's another one and we already killed this one, then that means we should be able to kill it too. That would be enough food to get us through the rest of this. This is a female. The males are much more vicious of this type. Yes, generally, but that also means that they're slightly smaller because the females have to be the big one. They're the caregiver for their children. Mm, from what I know about bears, she would be fiercely protective of her cubs, which you said she had. Correct. Three small ones. In which case, I would assume the male would be easier. And, if we so chose, we could always either bring the three cubs along as either snacks or the possibility of pets. <laughs> this is the most vicious thing I've ever heard, I think. <laughs> Let's bring the cubs along for snacks. I said or, or pets, for pets. Which is what I am going to lean into much more heavily. See, here's the thing. It's funny because it's the half-elf that's being creepy and not the lizard folk. So, uh, with that, you guys... It's funny because the bard wants to ride in on a polar bear and definitely thinks that he can do it. Um, eventually harness the meat. Um, yes. You get from there. Now I'm going to go get water. Uh, a total of uh, four... For all of you, six days of rations. Six days. I don't need Everyone. that. For every, know. like a ration being like for everyone. Um, That's why they weigh so much. They weigh a lot because rations go for the party. That's so dumb. Why do they give it to everyone? 
No, that, that's not how that works, but that's just how I'm saying it works. I added six days of rations to mine. I am still unencumbered. I've got this. Um, it, it, it is 20 room. weight, so make sure to put that on there. I put six. It weighs 20 pounds. Yeah? Yeah. How much does that... Oh, you just added alive. rations. Yeah, yeah so he's a, he said he, we had six days of rations. Yeah. Okay, that works. Sure. And he's a Goliath, so his push-pull isn't income, like, isn't... Yeah. It's double. Yeah, because he's considered large. He's considered massive. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we'll put those in. Y'all going into the cave, then? Melvin is an absolute unit. How much do those dire tusks and the bear pelt weigh? Uh, the bear pelt is probably eight pounds. I'm not sure. And the dire tusk? Probably like two pounds. So okay. Like a total of ten pounds. Okay. Um. That. Uh. Does Does anyone have enough where they don't have to worry about ten pounds and being over encumbered? Okay. You can just carry everything. I don't want to carry everything. Well, Strap everything bad. to the Goliath's back. Yep. <laughs> you just start duct taping them to your side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is it? Uh, pelt and tusks. I would add a original item. Mm-hmm. Total of 10 pounds. Speaking so, of which, how much do those berries weigh? Don't, no, don't worry about berries. Don't worry? Yeah, okay. Don't worry. That's what I figured. Just I just wanted to make sure. It's just for the really big things, you know. I mean, coins, Don't look at me like that, I mean, Matt, okay? I mean, coins are about the size of a berry. Because 50 coins is one pound. If we have, like, so 50, 50 berries. Alright, so, you uh, with you guys in the cave, um, beginning to uh, work on getting all these parts separated and putting them into a space that is workable, and you notice three small polar bears whimpering, tucked into a corner of the cave, oh, as they stare on as their mother is being ripped apart and processed. Mm, how adorable. Lunch. And that is where we're going to have a break. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. with a good bit of rations and you've noticed three small polar bear cubs tucked off to one side of the cave. Without the warmth of their mother, they begin to shiver a little bit. What would you like to do? I'm gonna pick up a cub and hold it. Make me an animal handling check. Sure. Hey, you pick up one of the cubs, uh, you see, it doesn't have any of the spikes that the mother did, but you do see the fangs are a bit, uh, a bit longer. Um, as you go to pick it up, it goes to swipe at you with its claw. That's gonna hit, actually. Yep, that's um, surprising. A little bugger. It does 400 uh, damage. Swipes at you, and it does, um, three points of slashing damage. Okay. As you see, the red marks. And I'm going to roll on the lingering injuries table. You've lost an arm. (laughs) (laughs) And you lost an arm. (laughs) I'm going to walk over and pick up one of the cubs. Hold it like a little baby. 
Oh, I forgot about that. Hmm. Natural 20s. Oh, thank God. <gasps> okay. So. Good to know. With that. Wait, 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 no, he's going for a you're, cup. You're going for a cup? Yee. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll for cup. Rolling for cup. <laughs> Six! Okay, so you go Six pick up, uh, try to pick up another cup. Uh, this one scurries across the other side of the room. <coughs> well, Melvin saw um, them try it, so. It kind of makes this. You have, you have Rupert. Oh, rock, paper, scissors, Rupert. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, shit. Rupert, rock, paper, scissors. You have Rupert. I was going to tie Rupert to the It's bear. a really little, like, annoying kind of whining sound. As he kind of goes and uh, sits down, its little palms yes. down, its little back legs out, sitting on the floor, looks around, its head turns curiously, looks at her. Is it still making that annoying sound? Rolling a spell attack against it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That's a 17. Wait, what are you doing? A 17? Yep. All right. Wait, what are you uh, doing? Spell? Uh, d- 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 acid arrow. All right. It's what are you doing? <laughs> it made noise. Um, you hear a... <laughs> as you look over and you see um, one of the polar bear cubs on its side, part of its fur is being burned away by this green um, magical acid. Um, it has stopped moving. And I think it's you like it is a baby. Do you, like you do have to keep that in mind. I'm gonna need the lizard folk to roll a wisdom saving throw. Fucking course. You're gonna take four points of disadvantage. Four points of psychic damage. Can okay. I spare the Because I'm gonna turn and look at you and say, "What the fine fuck did you just do?" It was making noise. I can't I spare the dying to make sure. Is it outright dead? It's like it's outright dead. All right. I want to walk up to the third. Melvin's gonna walk up to the third one. Okay. Try an animal handling it. Like, it's okay. He won't okay. kill you. It's fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Alright. That's a 13. A 13. You, uh, go up to it. Kind of backs into a corner a little bit. Your large hand kind of comes over it. You open it out, kind of open palm towards it. It goes... It goes sure. and it like snuggles against your hand and it kind of climbs up into your hand. I your do smell like big, its mother because I just killed like, it. Uh, kind of snuggles into like the palm of your hand and and it just goes to sleep. Um, can I on the one that he failed? So I'm assuming it's like back. Hey, back hey, you're assuming a, a lot about my failure. I took no, no, three no. points of damage. I didn't say I put it down. I'm gonna keep trying. This is mine. Oh, well, you're, was... you're still holding it. Absolutely, I am. This is mine. Well, okay. I was going to attempt um, to like warm it, so like, or give you something warm then. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. So I didn't know if you were holding it. So you're holding it. I'm still holding. Okay. It. Yeah. Then I would like to use my breath weapon away from everything else mm-hmm. to heat. Something small. You've already used your breath weapon. I have today. not. Yes, I said I made a fire. I didn't say I breath weapon did. What do you have to make a fire? A survivor kit. Torches, flint, steel. Yeah. If you have flint, then yeah, that would make sense. You have to use He's got all that's needed for his well, so Let's say that you didn't use it for now, but well, next time. Next we'll, time we'll specify. Yeah, we'll, we'll specify. Okay? I can heat things. I have heat metal. I'll cast it. 
Right. I heated metal for the fire. <laughs> um, it's not how that works, but okay. It can't. Yeah, you just heat the metal and put it on a piece of wood and it'll catch on fire. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. Alright. So. Um, so, like, out into the cave so that the, it doesn't, like, flash, like, okay. you know, when you go to a Japanese restaurant and, like, So, the cave walls are lit up um, yeah. by this display of fire as you just focus and then... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a um, I'm a dragon. And then I come I'm back. Come back with a torch, and I stand near the cub so it can gain warmth. Okay. All right. Um, the cub struggles for a bit, and then kind of relaxes a little bit, kind of falling slack in your hand, and just kind of makes it. Is this for morbid? I wrap mine in the bear pelt. That's what we I was just about to <laughs> oh, 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 I was about to suggest let's make backpacks out of them and put the cubs in the bear <laughs> the pelt backpacks. backpacks. That way they associate their mother <laughs> with <laughs> me. Oh. oh, and if we're getting really dark, we can make them like little baby carriers. Yeah, and yeah, and like, stuff them in like what this. It is. I mean, so I, they get used to you as a body, but it's also like. Their mom. See what what I was even thinking of is like to just. You guys are dark. This got really dark. Eventually, like there was a thought in my mind that was like, what if we just fed them their? Mother? I was thinking. Oh that's... god. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Well, no, 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 no. We have good bears. We have good bears. We started off with stealing boots, and now we're slaughtering cubs. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need to use Vesk those. is slaughtering cubs. We are making sure they live. True. I mean, I so, was just making sure. As the bears die. are sleeping, and I'm assuming we're setting up well, just I'm, in case. I'm gonna feed this one because it was still whimpering. Feed it what? I've got berries. I've got multiple days worth of rations yeah. now that I don't need because I have six days worth um, of polar bear meat. So I assume we're in the back of the cave, and if we're worried about, you know, father bear coming in, we can set up some of the other spikes at the entrance, and at least so that if he hits them or crashes them, we have an alarm. And I can begin fashioning, like, carrying devices with the polar bear pelts and at, such. At this, Brondis speaks up and goes, What? Are we making camp this early? Look, dude, if you had helped, maybe you'd have a say in this, but we are making sure these bears are good. Did I not mention that this is a time-sensitive issue? No. No. Well, you never. I'm mentioning it now. Now listen. Uh, that wasn't in the terms and conditions. You can do whatever you want, but we have to get Soon. We'll get along soon. This Please. is a natural place of shelter. It's easier and safer to stay here than it is to go back out and then hope we find something later. It's a this good place for the day. As well as we don't Plus, want Papa Bear. Our other two sent. didn't join us yet. So, until such time as they can catch up, I think this is a much better place to rest and wait than it is to keep going. These are wise decisions. If you have a problem with that, then he, you shouldn't have signed a contract he, with six. He leaves uh, the area of the cave that you guys were in. Uh, I take Vesk and we set up two, five uh, spikes. Polar bear cubs are snuggled warmly against the pelt mm. of their mother. Uh, and I guess you're, ne you're next to the pelt, Melvin? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm holding mine. Oh, you're holding yours? Yes. I'll let it snuggle, but it's going to be with me. Okay. No matter what. I just imagine one. this Goliath and this half-human, half-elf, like, sitting together like, with, like, a little pelt on them, two little cubs, like, on their chest. Like, a drop of blood falls off of the pelt. No. You're a very good mother. For a guy. 
recognition. Thank you. <laughs> You're getting better at that. Well done. Now there's one Very more well done. Um, also, I'm officially uh, naming one. the entrance. Okay. Of course. I, uh, I sit there and rock it a little, and I say, I heard stories of a big bear. I'm gonna name you Altu. <gasps> okay. <laughs> so, um... That's clever. <laughs> So, go ahead and both of you roll my animal, animal handling checks as you attempt to bond with this creature. 21. 6. <coughs> uh, yours eventually falls asleep on your chest. Mine was already asleep. Uh, yours... You're, you're not really sure exactly how to, like, snuggle it where it's comfortable. Eventually it keeps, like, sliding off and eventually it, like, wakes up and... And, uh, kind of, like, falls asleep kind of next to you again. Mm. It also helps that I give mine a little alcohol. <laughs> Dude! Yeah, I have a flask of endless alcohol. Them. This is the best option. Have you heard of the psychology experiments that were performed in, like, the 1930s? Also, you have no it, room to speak. Sure you killed has, one. I'm making sure that it has so food that it and shut up, So that a way we could have safety. So... Uh, after a while, you've got yeah, you're to more set in. that later. Um, Do we have hear to hear Rondis come back and he says, All right, I've done my part. And he goes and sits down. So, with that, right. uh, since y'all are, I guess, taking a long rest, um, yeah. or I guess y'all are just staying there. Yeah, why not? Let's take a long rest. Okay. So, uh, who's going to be on watch? I will be on first watch. Okay. And everyone else is going to take a long rest. No I'll take first watch with him. Okay. So both of you go to the edge of the cave. Um, both of you make me perception checks. Twelve. Twelve. I'm setting my weapon to have a plus Total one. Total twenty. Okay. You notice that um, the sun is... It's probably about like 3 p.m. right now. Um, to your watch it goes about, about two or three hours. Um... You do notice that um, where the cave is, there is a good bit of blood from the fight earlier. And every now and then you see a few, in the distance, some trees kind of sway and you hear the sound of um, compact snow being crushed. There's definitely movement beyond the perimeter of this open space. Would you like to do? I'm just gonna keep watching and see if I see anything, and if I don't, I'm gonna keep calling him out for being an asshole. Okay. Quote unquote asshole. Quotes don't need to be there. Uh, <laughs> so with that, maybe he's a lizard. He's, oh yeah, he's I guess very it is cold a... and like callous. That was very in character, I you, guess. You yeah. uh, see something yeah, begin I, to I emerge from the opening. Ever so slight you see between the trees, something large, something almost, there's no fur on this creature. It's more like a, some kind of skin stretched across a rather large body, gray and dull. You see it, and then it just kind of disappears behind some of the trees. And eventually there's silence again. 
I'm gonna cast message to the cleric who's probably still unconscious at the moment. Working? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that Papa Bear just came home, but maybe smelled the blood and decided not to come in. Don't know for sure. Didn't have fur. Don't know what that means. Be watchful for it on yours. Do you show this to the people inside the cave? I'm sleeping. Yeah, you should probably roll to see if that wakes up. Well, I, I, it would go into my head, but I assume I'll share that with whoever comes on watch with me when I go okay. on my own. So eventually the watch ends, you make your way towards the cave. Who else would like to go on watch? Yeah, all right. my our turn. I... There seems to be a large form stalking these woods. Just take my battle axe. I pet mine on the head, still deciding on a name. And I wrap it up a little bit more in the thing, just because I'm leaving now, so it won't be as warm. So I wrap it up a little tighter and then walk for the watch. Okay. I walk back in and take their places roughly. And just before laying all the way down, look, I understand that what you did, you did for a reason. Understand that if you do shit, and you don't tell us why you do shit before you do shit, you're gonna get shit for it. Understandable. Good. Yeah. It is fair. Completely okay. understandable. So you are at the mouth of the cage, Forkin and Melvin. Melvin. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. I would have taken the opposite one, close to the corpse. 17. 13. 17. Um, throughout your watch, seems to be quiet, especially now that the sun is dropping lower and lower to the ground. You notice that the days here are actually from, you didn't really take account of this yesterday, but you notice that today that the light cycle in this northern islands are actually kind of short, um, a bit shorter than usual. The sun gets up probably around... 10 or so, and then sets around like 4, 4 p.m. So by the time that you're done with your watch, the sun disappears behind um, the mountain range to uh, your west, and it grows dark. There's a bit of wind that begins to howl like every now and then occasionally. You he think you hear movement or see shadows dart across the floor, but it could just be your eyes playing tricks on you. Eventually, your watch comes to an end. <laughs> oh, crap. We left the NPC to make watch. Okay. So, with that, Rondus, Rondus is going to um, go. And uh, he's going to say, well, I guess we're in for the night now, aren't we? Uh, I'll take a long watch. I'll grab one of you for one more watch when the sun rises. Here he goes off. Feel free to make it earlier. <sighs> you all go to sleep? 
I've been sleeping. I was to say, why not? Do you guys want to sleep with your armor on or your armor off? I don't have armor. Same! Mm -hmm. That's cool. Okay. So, it gets cold. Very cold. And you notice that the hole in the roof isn't really helping. There's a hole in the oh, there's roof. a hole in the roof? I yeah, thought this was a cave. Earlier. Yeah, there's I a small was... hole that the light peeks through in the cave. Oh, Ooh. gotcha. The wind begins to pick up and wrap around, even from the front of the cave. Part of you... Roll me all constitution check... Or constitution saving throws. I'm from the mountain. Hmm? I'm from the mountains where cold is... Like... Just still roll me constitution saving throws. Did anyone get below a 13? I got a 12. Okay. So Right now it seems like everybody got below a 13. No, no, no. Okay. No, 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 no. 15. So I, I got an unnatural okay. 20. So you so, two uh, are awake, awakened by your by the sound of the howling wind that begins making its way into the cave. Hmm. You, uh, you can tell, being from around here, actually... You're not exactly sure, but the way that the wind sounds, and that it's dropping cold, colder than you're used to, there might be a storm passing through here. So it's a good thing we camped up. Alright. Would you like to go and investigate this, or...? Um, so I'm gonna make sure, like, how many more pelts do I have? More pelts? Yeah, I wrapped one around the bear. You have one bear pelt. It's like the whole. It's like you know when you see like it's a bear one rugs. very large. Oh, one very rugs. large. Yeah, it's like pelt. a bear we didn't cut it in. It's just you wear it like a jacket and have the bear. Yep. Um. I mean, you're you're used to the cold. Yeah. But like a snowstorm can get very dangerous. Yeah. So is um like everybody near each other sleeping? Yeah. Well, no. Um, Naturally, all of you, even if you didn't start near each other, you like. Through right, half sleep and grogginess, eventually you find yourselves kind of huddled together. I'm gonna make sure the bear pelt's covering all the sleeping people. Okay. Like even more so now than. So you begin kind of putting the bear pelt over those ones sleeping. Yep. It does help that the two small uh, bears are actually keeping you guys a little warm. Insulation. Two of them. One has shifted off of you. Both of them are kind of on your chest, uh, Bill, as the steady breaths. And the warm heat just kind of gives you that extra bit of warmth. Nice. So, but what do you I'm do? also awake. From oh, you're that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're you told me too. I woke up yeah. from the wind. So. so, you see Melvin kind of pull uh, the pelt over. Making sure everyone's alright. You got a plan, Melvin? The wind begins picking up even louder outside. You're not going out there, are you? No. But we should probably go talk to the guy up front. Yeah, we'll do, go check on the dragonborn. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go check on Rhombus. Okay, Rhombus. So, you guys kind of shift up, get up a little bit, and start walking around the bend. Um, eventually, you see further away quite a sight. Um, you see the mouth of the cave, and you just see snow just flying in the wind. Furiously, the visibility is very low. You just see the ever slight shifting of snow. Some light coming through a pale. Um, what's the moon like right before a full moon? Does anyone know? Crescent. 
No, no, no. It's the opposite of crest moon. Yeah, I don't know. Three quarters. Yep, three quarter moon. It's shedding a good bit of light, so you can actually see outside, even though it's dark. I also have. Um, you go up to the cave, and you, as you're approaching, you don't see Rondis. Well, crap. I would like you guys to make me a perception check. Alright. 18. Unnatural 20. Okay. Melvin, you notice um, if there were any footsteps, they're completely covered. However, <laughs> because of your 20, you do see out from the cave a far in the distance a bit of light a flame a tiny little flame flickering probably about maybe 60 to 80 feet away I'll be right back no no bad idea my Bad people idea. left me behind. I'm not leaving one of our people behind. Neither are we, but hold on. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna take the rope from my pack, and I'm gonna hand you one end. I'm gonna say, you see these boots? These boots are made for this. I'll go. Alright. Hold on to that. Tightly. Um, Thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand him Rupert. He, he's my good luck. Make sure to hold on to him. I'm gonna take Rupert. As you go to you grab, need to give him back. There's actually a flutter in the wing. Uh, as it uh, is, is a little bit. He's back. He's back. <laughs> so you begin making your way out into the ship. You give hole. him back, all right? Without doubt. Um, as you go. I'm also gonna do my best to light a torch before I go out there, because I'm gonna raise it over my head and start waving it back and forth. Okay. See if I can signal to this light. Do you ha you have a torch? Yeah, I've Are got you ten. Light it? Yeah. I've got the materials okay. to light it. So you take time. You light the torch, and as you go out. No, before I go out. Like, I'm waving it at the cave entrance. Oh, you're waving it at the cave entrance. Okay. Yeah, because I'm trying to signal to see if this thing is able to come this way. You wave it. You you actually can't see the light. It takes you a second for Melvin to point it out to you, and eventually you're able to see very faintly in the distance. There doesn't seem to be a change. You do notice it moves a little bit. I'll go check. Hold this. Take the rope. Okay. I tie it onto my rope so we have extra length. And I wait. Alright. And I'm so, gonna see what I can go see. You walk out and wind bites at your face. It begins getting cold. And although you can't feel the tips of your fingers, it's not a hurtful sensation. And as you make your way, um, the warmth of the boots kind of spreads throughout your body, like, almost like, like, water, like hot water, uh, just keeping you warm. 
You begin making your way towards the light in the distance, and as you grow, as you get closer, you're able to see it clearly, more more clear. Um, you notice that there is a figure, uh, hooded, with purple robes, that are whooshing rather crazily in the wind. You see, in one hand, um, just open with fire sprouting off of it, every now and then kind of being blown by the wind, but reignited every time it goes out. In the left hand, you see a long staff. Or not a staff, sorry. A, um, you see an orb that is glowing slightly. Up ahead, you do see Vrondis, the black dragonborn mage. His back turned towards you. Vrondis! You shot over the wind. Back to the cave! As you begin approaching a little more, um, to actually be able to talk to him, you see him turn at you. Um, his eyes are um, white, um, glowing slightly. And then you see the orb begin to swirl and become still again, and his eyes fade. He shouts over the wind, even though you're not but 30 feet away from him. Or, not but like 15 feet away from him. There's something out here. Something dangerous. Wait, the others. We need to move. We shouldn't, but... Back to the cave, we can all wake the others and we'll talk about it. Tell us what you felt. But right now, let's go. I'm gonna so grab onto orb. him. He 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 takes the orb, puts it inside of his robe, you hear a locking sound as he begins kind of going backwards a few paces and then joining you and making your way back to the cave. I'm gonna grab onto an arm and I'm gonna pull twice on the rope. Funk. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna Cause yeah, I'm not going it. walking back. We're gonna like fucking go. I'm so, so glad that you immediately knew what the fuck that meant. Yeah. Let's go! So, um, you take Brondis and eventually he comes to the mouth of the cave. Um, you notice by now looking at the storm that this, probably this, the storm itself is <coughs> probably like maybe eight miles out and it's moving fast. However, Um, Which it doesn't direction? seem like it's heading exactly in this direction. Gotcha. Is it, it heading like in it the looks direction like it's, we want to go? It's coming from the, uh, like the, um, the, the northeast and heading down southwest, but kind of around, skirting around the edge of the woods. So it's going the opposite direction that we're going. No, so like, uh, you guys are right here. Okay. Um, so the forest is north of the town. Right? Gotcha. And in between the forest and the town, there are these, um, there's like this valley, the Howling Whispered Valley, mm -hmm. right? And the storm is coming like from the mountains all the way to the northeast, and it's kind of swooping down towards where the town is, or towards where the Howling Dale is. So, yeah, it is going the opposite direction that we're going, because we're going north. Yeah, yeah, well, yes, it is, yeah, it's going the opposite direction. 
but it's coming close. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. As you enter, uh, you hear Bronda say, Wake the others. We need to move now. We need to wait. At least two, three more hours. The storm will be a lot less dangerous by then. If we wait, there's a chance that this thing could pick up on us. If we leave now, there's a chance we could all die. You still haven't told us what this thing is. What did you feel? There's a great rumbling. My stomach rumbles sometimes. Wrecked. <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> Check <laughs> three options. One, we go now. Two, we wait and go later. Three, we just wait and we see if we can get the rest of our party together. It's one thing to go out and not have the whole party. It's another thing to go out in the middle of a snowstorm without the whole party. If we're going to have the six that you hired, we're going to have to stay put long enough to get them together. We'll need to sit up, we'll need to set up a system of watches. In case something were to happen, we'd be able to move quickly. Reasonable. If we wait here until first light and the storm breaks, then if they haven't caught up, then they'll have to catch up their own way very least for right now, I think we should wait. We need to make sure everyone's up and ready. It should be five more hours till sunlight. We can establish watches of three. So be it. Check the room. There might be another way out that we could follow. 
others don't need to be 60 feet away from the ones who are watching. And if it snows like this, we'll be cornered anyway. This is going to pile up. You see that. So what if we pile it up now? We take our way out in the morning. Right. I think I can do that. Good. I'll go wake the others. Okay. So, with that, you wake the others. Would we have been considered to have a long rest by this point? Yes, all of you have a long rest. We've all have a long rest. Okay. We basically just took 16 hours off. Yeah, like, you, you guys like stopped we called at, it early, at 2, real early. and, like, now it's, like, like 3, 3 a.m. or something like that. Okay. So you all have, like, taken a short rest, like, just done some things, like, I'm sure skinning and doing the animal parts took... <coughs> in that, yeah, that, in that, that time of day, could I have fashioned um, little carrying devices out of pieces of the bear pelt? Okay. Uh, so you want to fashion, what, like a, a backpack? Yeah, not really a backpack, more like a sack for the cubs. Okay, so a sack, that would be leather worker's tools. Anybody got leather worker's tools? Got what tools? Leather working? I mean, so, if you'll give me a second, then I might be able to do something. Could I just take the bear pelt when we're done with it? And make a big blanket sack and then tie it off? And with tie, it, like, tie it off with some like leather straps or something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. That's simple enough. It's kind of like uh, one of those, like bags at the end of like a walking stick that people hoist over their shoulders. Exactly. Okay. Hobo bundle. What is that's it called? What, that's what, a hobo bundle. <laughs> hobo bundle. That's what we can do for the bears. When we um, as soon as I wake up, I would immediately like okay, to cast Druidcraft to, in order to sense the weather uh, for the next 24 hours. Oh, you can do that? Yes. Okay. Um, you know that there is indeed a rather large storm that is going to be passing by, not through though. Um, it is going, probably going to get about, like, a good two and a half feet of snow. Okay. I let the, I let everyone know that. Okay. So, um, with that, uh, you guys are all waking up, and Vrondis explains that there are guardians of uh, an ancient site that are prowling around in their territory and that we need to be very careful. Um, and he asks um, just everyone to be aware. Um, and meanwhile, he's going to try to look for a another way out of the cave. Would anyone like to aid him in that? I'll do that. Okay. Okay. So do you want to aid him and give him an advantage or do you want to roll to Give him advantage. Okay. Glad he got a bench. Um, after a while, you look around and you know his Rondus isn't there. And he emerges behind one of the rather large stones in one of the parts of the room and goes, Yes, I found a way out. There's another tunnel leading underground a bit. It goes for a while underground. I didn't make it all the way out, but I do believe Would it be wiser to stay down underground? To go further into? Yes. If we go further in, then we don't have this hole in the ceiling to worry about, and it's smaller, more confined, more insulated. 
And if Probably these guardians the are large, then it will be difficult to get to so us. And the lights would be harder to see if we started to fire. Right now, it has gotten cold to the point where you're shivering, like, um, not of your own will, just because it's that cold. I need all of you to make constitution saving throws. Uh, it is freezing. Um, Melvin, what, what is your background, or what does your uh, special trait give you? Uh, so basically it's mountain board. You don't suffer the penalties for being in high altitudes or cold climates. Okay, so you would automatically succeed. So, nice. what'd you get? Uh, 16. 16? What'd you get? 12. 12, okay. Uh, you are exhausted. You have one, um, point of exhaustion. It's getting cold, yeah? Yeah, it's very cold. Could I just heat metal? Uh, Ronis did say not to, uh, Heat metal heat doesn't create light. He said it, not to create light. N- specifically, yeah, you know what? He he didn't he didn't go into details. He just said don't make a fire. Right. So if I cast the spell heat metal, would it be cold enough to nullify the damage from it? Uh, let me look at this spell real quick. Let me see. Okay. So it lasts for one minute if you concentrate on it enough. So I would say out of the whole night, mm-hmm. um, even if you kept casting it, it wouldn't do much. But that's up to you whether you want to cast yeah. it or not. Like no, your I character. Love that. Okay. So uh, yeah, you gain one point of exhaustion, okay. which you have disadvantage on ability checks. Yep. Um, and even you trying to find a bit of sleep every now and then, it's just keeping the hole. That stupid freaking hole in the cave is. Can I cast mending on the hole? Um, no. If I was a higher level druid, I could help you with that. Yeah, stone shape. Or stone wall, whatever it is. So, yeah. uh, with that... I think we're going to go into the smaller tunnel. Yes, we are. You guys are going to go into the smaller tunnel? Yeah. Okay. You guys go down and you see behind this rock, there's a bit of loose floor. There's like a very... It's a very tight fit where there's this kind of crevice in the ground. Squeezing your way through, especially hard for you, Melvin. Mm. Um, you actually get stuck a little bit of it, but um, with guys. help of everyone pulling, you're able to you. get yourself through. You. You're good. You're good. Uh, there's this small pathway that leads underground, and actually the further underground, the the warmer it gets, or the less cold it gets. Um, eventually, it gets to where it gets very dark, and at that point, oh, my battery is cold as dead. Whenever it got, like, pitch black... I would, or like, before it got pitch pitch black, then I would ask Rondis if it would be okay if I lit a torch. <laughs> if he thought it was wise enough to lit a light torch. Um, I think actually, yeah. he has something to help with that. Well, I mean, I do too. I have a torch. Well, I don't think he wants heat, though. What? I don't think he wants heat, though. Does anyone have light as their cantrip? You're a cleric, you might have light. Dude. Actually, no. wait. Um, Can't Greycraft give you like a little, like a glowing fairies or something like that? You instantaneously create harmless incendiary effects such as falling leaves, a puff of wind, or a sound of small animal, faint odor, skunk, must affect, must fit in a five foot cube. I can instantly snuff uh, light or snuff out a candle, torch, or small campfire. Otherwise, it's not what I'm looking for. Okay, you might have I could make a magic weapon for an hour, and magic <laughs> weapons give off a, a faint glow. 
Yeah. No, that that's a feature. This is a spell. Yeah. So one of my features as a forge cleric is at the end of a long rest, um, you, I can imbue magic into a weapon by touching a non-magical version until my next long rest or die. The object grants a plus one bonus to AC or the attack and damage rolls. Can't use this feature again until a long rest. Mm. The answer is no. We're screwed for light without lighting torches. Well, wait. Melvin has dark vision. No, so I do don't, I. actually. Oh, I I thought I did. I'm looking and I can't find it. So no. Well, you have dark, dark vision. You can lead us. But does he want to lead so us? So the tunnel begins getting darker I and darker. I could create a torch. What do you guys want to do? Eventually, you come to a spot which opens up a little bit. And um, notice that y'all have been walking for quite a while. Um, those with dark vision leading, uh, those without kind of stumbling behind. Um, every now, every now and then when someone brings up the idea to light a torch, uh, Rondish just shoots it down as fast as he can. Well, why not? But why would we talk about creating light? Um, eventually, after a while, you can begin to see those without dark vision. And you see up ahead in the room uh, a group of small fungi that give off a little glow. Ooh. Pretty. And it's just a small room. Um, it looks like the path keeps going downward. Rhonda says, Alright, I think maybe you would be better. I'm not sure how far down this goes. Arcana check to know why mushrooms are glowing. Nature, if you want it. Okay. Sixteen. Sixteen? Yes. Um you you've heard about these. Um so from your time learning about nature, um, and observing it. You have heard of certain fungi and mushrooms that feed off of this uh, unique type of energy that is only found in the Underdark. Uh, it kind of permeates like a wavelength through the air. Um, and it's a source of energy for a lot of Underdark cities, and due to that it enhances the um, growth of these mushrooms who usually don't have any pigmentation, and it causes them to glow ever so slightly. Uh, we may want to go back. I think we're heading too deep. This could be a sign that we're nearing the Underdark, and that's a place we do not want to be. Curious. The Underdark. I've only heard stories, but they're not good. Of course not. By my own thinking, it shouldn't. I should have two hours left. I think we stay here and then make our way back up. Very well. Okay. Rondis. Are you still against us lighting a torch? I suppose not. Good. You light a torch? No. To not be yet. clear, 
are we still in one long tunnel and there are the beginnings of glowing mushrooms? Uh, the tunnel has opened it, up yeah, to a small area. Uh, cave-like. Um, probably about as big as this room. So, you know. Um, like 15 by 20. Yeah, 15 by 20. Yeah, okay. We can stay in here. Okay. I'm gonna go into the room and investigate, make sure everything is copacetic. Okay. Make me a, uh... Make me a perception check. Natural 20. Okay. Oh, man. Um, you go look around the room. Um, the stone walls. And, um... You do notice that one of the mushrooms kind of wiggle, and these kind of like weird kind of tendrils underneath its mushroom kind of, when you make its way towards it, kind of stretches out for you, and it just kind of like follows you as you pass by. I'm going to cast message back to our employer this time, and say, those mushrooms are alive, we can do with that what we want. I would sorry, recommend who? our employer oh, Brandis. You who signed us a room. contract. Yeah, I know. I'm okay. casting message yeah. so that it's silent gotcha. and not something that anything can hear. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cast message back to Vrondis and I'm going to say, so the mushrooms are alive and I would recommend that if we're going to stay in here, we either have to deal with that or we can go a little further back the tunnel. You can do with that what you will. Okay. I'm just gonna check everything out. So, uh, you hear reply back to you. We're fine as long as they don't start. Attacking? Moving? Mm, Grabbing? Munching? Nope. Hearing? They don't start. Spraying. They don't start spraying. Because, you know, that's a common thing that we would have to worry about if we just moved a little further back up the tunnel. Very well, we can. It's cramped. Sure. I would rather be cramped and keep warm with torches than so, deal with lighting all of this. The two hours pass, um, uneventfully. And Rhonda's kind of sits up after kind of shaking off a bit of, um, fatigue. And goes, All right. Begins walking back up the tunnel. Stumbling hey, a little bit. Hold. Stop. I might be able to choke. I'm going to cast Rootcraft once more to see if it is indeed, like, still stormy and whatnot, or if it's, like, sunny and whatnot. Um, you notice <laughs> that, um, it seems that whatever storm has passed, however, there still is, you know, some fast winds that are tangling between the branches of the forest. Okay. Alright, it should be fine. Okay. So you guys, long story short, be able to go up into the cave and get to the cave entrance as you see the sun shining down as it's just beginning to rise, peeking up against the trees. Kind of this eerie sight before you as the trees encased with glass begin to reflect the pinkish red hue <laughs> of the sunrise, actually turning the whole forest this kind of blood red color. It's actually pretty cool. Um, 
before we all leave, I kind of stop everyone and uh, cast Good Berry on one of the berries and give a berry to everyone. Okay, so everyone's well fed today? Yep, including the two cups. Okay. Chomp, chomp, munch, munch. With that, you guys begin walking around. All I would right. like whoever's in the front to make me a survival check. That will be me. Okay. I'll round up the back again. Okay. Since... I would like to make another animal handling check for my bear cup. Oh, okay, yeah. Sure. Same. Because it's the beginning of a new day. Might as well. That is a 17. That's a 2. Okay. Melvin, the one is very distant from you. Um, <coughs> it does not like you picking it up. It wants to walk on the ground. You're independent. I like that. Walk on the ground? Yeah. Do you also feed some of the berries to... Yes. A yes, berry was I, fed I, to I, everyone, okay. including I specifically, the yes. All right, and what did you roll on yours? 17. 17. Um, it's not biting you anymore. <laughs> That's a good thing. It would still rather like to be preferred walking on the ground with its sibling. Yeah, let it walk on the ground. Okay. I'm the ground. going to uh, name mine It Simeon. is. I will say that it is slowing down your pace. Eh. Okay. I mean, we're not on the time thing. Well, we're not the um, one in a hurry. I was about to say only. Um, so, would you roll for the survival vest as you're navigating through the wood? Well, it could have been a natural twenty, very close to being a natural twenty, but it is now a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um, so you're able to navigate through, and actually, the scenery looks new. Um, eventually, you come to. Um, you're definitely off the path by this point. Um, However, you're kind of following the openness of the trees, and you do end up coming to a spot of the forest that's kind of a bit more open. Um, the trees are kind of further spread apart, and the ground in which you're walking on is flatter. Okay. Um, you're walking for about two hours or so, and everything seems good. Occasionally, Best stops, pulls out his map, and kind of looks at it where they should be heading. Um, go ahead and make me another survival check as you're now getting through. Aha! There we go. That'll be a 24. 24? Okay. So, uh, this time, uh, you find yourself at uh, what looks to be two different paths in the forest. And instantly, looking at the map, you know which way to go. You begin going that way. Um, until the forest becomes a little thicker again. Um, a few of you, what are passive perceptions? Twelve. Um, yeah, twelve. Okay. I think mine is sixteen. Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay, you yeah, notice? Yeah, sixteen. Okay, both of you notice um, a group, uh, every now and then a few wolves that kind of look like they're following. From a distance, you just see them every now and then. They're kind of gray fur uh, flashing in between a few trees. Can I use passive insight? Which would also be a 15? Or would you prefer me to roll insight? Uh, I would say... I don't really think of passive insight. I don't know if I'd use that or not. Go ahead and roll insight. Okay. Passive perception kind of makes sense. Insights are like, I'm trying to determine something. But perception right. is just like, I'm looking around. I was just saying, because it has it on D&D Beyond. Yep. Yeah, I've seen that before. So, what'd you get? 14. 14? What are you trying to... I'm trying to see if they're hunting us. 
they definitely, the position that they're in, shoulders high, head down to the ground, um, they look like they have spotted uh, a potential something to prey upon. And at first, when you see one or two, you actually see about a group of four that are kind of far away, but definitely like keeping track of where you guys are. Be careful, everyone, especially those of you with the small animals. We've got wolves hunting us. Every now and then, uh, as you're looking at the map, and you kind of make a stop, you hear, How close are they? The closest one is probably about maybe 40 to 50 feet away. I'm going to cast Shatter on it. Shatter on it? Yep. Okay, what's the save or is that spell attack? It's a constitution save. Are there any other wolves around it as well? Because that's a big spell. That succeeds? Huge spell. What did it get? I got an 18 on the die. Yep. Plus something else, I'm sure. Wait, how many other wolves are around it as well? Uh, they're really spread out right now. So it's just that one. Because, like, Shatter's a big spell. It's a big slot, too. Yeah, it's a 10-foot radius, so anything within 20 feet of it. Okay. So, how much damage? 14. 14? Okay. Uh, you see... Um, you hear this sound, and it drops to the ground. A blood splatters on the nearby trees. Oh, no, no, no. We hear a full thunderclap. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah, that's shattered. A sudden, loud, ringing oh! noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. I picked its skull. Oh, okay. So its skull, like, explodes. <laughs> As this huge thunderclap resounds throughout the area. And then everything within a ten foot radius sphere centered on that point, yeah. constitution saving throw. Um, and that includes inanimate objects, which means the trees. Inorganic material such as stone, crystal, or metal has Shoot. disadvantage on the so saving throw. Also, part of the bark of a tree splits off. So yeah, that's about right. um, so that's audible out to like 300 feet. One tree yeah. that's kind of relatively small, you just see the middle section of it just blow apart as it. Slams onto the ground, making a loud, thunderous boom. There's silence for a while after it. And you hear. I drop low, drawing some torrents, shield up. What the hell did you just do? You hear in the distance. I dealt with them. If one. We're gonna keep moving now. Um, so, with that, I need all of you to roll initiative. Alright, sounds good. Nearby are going to go into. Oh, that's so close. They're gonna go into attack mode when they just saw one of them blow up? Yeah, sounds about right, actually. Smart wolves. I mean, I think they'd be, like, terrified yeah, if they just saw, like, think, too. heard literal thunder out of nowhere, and then they just see one. I mean, how smart they are. Fear. I would roll fear, not intelligence. Uh, that's say, not smart. Not, that's not about smarts. That's about, like, wisdom saving throw survival against fear. Yeah. It's up to you. I'll say make me an intimidation check as part of that. Cool. Works for me. Total of 20. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I'm rolling, but... Okay, you hear... Uh, 
fades away. That's it. They're running, aren't they? Yeah, but something else could run after us. Something sure, bigger. Sure, something could. And if it does, it's got a meal. It's free. Let's keep moving. At that moment, you hear the sound of branches and a snapping of, uh, <coughs> of wood and bushes being pushed apart rapidly. A sound. <coughs> Something moving fast in your general direction, just north of you. You see a heavy bit of uh, uh, bush and shrubbery uh, begin to move violently and shake. Some of the trees, um, not like crazy out of shake, but you can hear the sound of twigs being broken off. What would you guys like to do? I'm just gonna keep moving. Um, it's coming at us. It looks like it's coming at you guys. Um, sacred flame, wherever it is. I must succeed on a deck saving throw or take a D8. You're, you're holding it, or are you just gonna do it? No, I'm just, just gonna, gonna do, do it. it. Like, I'm gonna ask you one more time. Are you holding it, or are you going to do it? The DM clarifies. I'm just asking. I will hold time. it, and when the thing comes into view, then I will release if it. If it's coming towards us. Okay. So as soon as it comes into view, you're just gonna blast it. Whatever it is. If it's going to attack us, yes. Okay, good to know. Anyone else gonna hold anything? If and it's aggressive, then yeah. I'll be ready to vicious. I'll hold my great axe. Okay. Shooting the scimitar. Are we still using our original initiative rolls from what we just did? Putting the shield on. Okay, I got a 20. Starting acid arrow. With that, the sound grows louder and louder to the point where you all have stopped and just kind of looking at it. Um, Something begins to break through, as you see. Out of, into the open, uh, tripping on something, falling down is a boy, human. Stands up. So that's a good thing. Hey. Help, help, please. Please help me. Help me. Help me, please. Shut your mouth. Speak. As my dad, please. Speak calmly and quietly. You're in the middle of the woods in a dark place. Do not yell. You see um, a small... A uh, boy, probably about the age of 12 or 13, uh, wearing full furs, uh, winter coat strapped around him. You see he has a rather large backpack um, on him. Uh, you see kind of uh, tuft, uh, blonde hair tucked behind uh, his two ears, uh, some of it falling in the front of his face. Uh, he, has a, he has a few scars and scratches um, on his face and on his arms. My dad, we were, we were traveling, we were... We were, we were attacked. Please, I, I need you to help him. He's just on the hill, just northeast of here. Please. I'm gonna roll inside. Okay, roll inside. Same. Oh, trust the child. I don't trust someone. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, he's telling the truth. All right. Astero fades away, wasting the spell. It's fine. Okay. And that, that wastes your spell as well. Yeah, waste the cantrip. Okay, can't waste the cantrip. Yeah. Uh, with that, he just looks at you out of breath. Please. Lead. He picks up his backpack, gets off of the snow, and just begins running uh, through the wood. Everyone follows? Yeah, yeah. alright. Okay. 
So, uh, all of you begin running after him. As he does, um, you begin to hear sounds in the faint distance. Hear um, sounds of of metal and impacts into the snow as you brush through the clearing um, and through the trees. You see on a hill, just elevated ever so slightly, maybe like six feet off of where the normal ground is. You see standing there, uh, bloodied and bruised, a man. Uh, who has, you can see in the air there was uh, a campfire and uh, looks like some belongings. Uh, the man uh, is wielding a sword and uh, his knee is uh, in an awkward position. You see blood running down the side of his forehead. You see in front of him getting closer and closer with the hand held high above um, its head, a large green monster with a long nose, gross rashes, and uh, large bumps on its back. (laughs) Got it. It snarls. And as you see him back up into the side of one of the trees, it's about to take a swing. You guys break through the clearing. Turns his ugly head around. Alright guys. So, you run into the clearing, uh, seeing that this large troll begin to walk up towards, um, presumably this boy's father, um, who is standing there, battered and bruised, wielding just a spear in his hand. Um, Forfin, you are at the top of the initiative, so what would you like to do? Searing smite. Okay. Is it wearing any metal by chance? Uh, it is not wearing any metal. Let's fix that. Let's fix that. It's a 14 hit. Uh, 14 Mm -hmm. does not hit. Yep. Okay. It goes soaring past and hitting one of the trees. Um, alright. Uh, it is going to be the human, uh, man's turn. Uh, as he is going to attempt to run up and uh, jab it into the stomach. Uh, And he is going to miss. We're not going to have a Rourke this time around, apparently. Um, We may yet. We may yet. We're not sure. Rourke is a fun NPC. With that, the troll is going to completely focus, as your spell went completely past his head, on the uh, human. It is going to go and attack. That misses, uh, that hits, and that hits as well. As okay, as he falls to the ground, um, he reaches out with his long, uh, uh, Clawed hand and just scrapes right across the front in front of the chest, um, knocking him back a bit. And goes for a second strike. This one, uh, lethal, Scra- uh, scraping into through his uh, what leather armor he had, and he falls on the ground, beginning to bleed out. Um, with that, uh, you hear the scream of the boy behind you. Just go, no, Melvin. 
It is your turn. Melvin is going to... Uh, nope. My bad. It is... Uh, I Aww. forgot to put his thing in there. It is Vrondis' turn. Vrondis is going to reach out for his orb and whisper something. Um, as it begins to glow, and he holds out his um, clawed hand as three bolts of pure blue magical energy go out uh, towards it, hitting it, hitting all three, hitting it in the back. It's gonna take ten damage off of that. Okay. Uh, with that, it is going to be... I didn't put him on the board, did I? No, you I'll didn't. say he started here, so he's going to go. He's going to run uh, across uh, behind some trees, uh, focusing for his next spell. Melvin, it is your turn. As you're running up past... I'm going to run right there. Okay, you run up just right next to him. Right next to him. Uh, I'm going to rage, Okay, so you're and I'm going to reckless attack. Okay, cool. That would be a 16. Okay, 16's gonna hit. For a total of 14 damage. 14 damage. Nice. Alright, you go up and begin slashing into it. Um, this large, nasty troll, uh, just wearing a loincloth around it and some for and some furs like draped across its shoulders. Dude, spins same. around. <laughs> Uh, and you're like, hey, nice, nice fashion choice. Um, it just uh, yells at you as it uh, you see its mouth full of like drooping spit. I want to yell back. <laughs> <laughs> yelling competition. Uh, roll for yelling. No. Oh, um, I will. I'll Vesk. roll for yelling. Vesk, it is okay. your turn. Vesk is going to uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, right there. And okay. then you're running up towards the middle, kind of where the campfire was that they yes. had made? Okay. Yes. I'm going to run up towards the campfire, and then as I'm running, I'm going to mutter a few words in Druidic. The necklace grows and flows up a little bit as a gust of wind follow, uh, follows behind me. And this ethereal bow mins out of nowhere as I am going to cast Acid Arrow and try to shoot at the troll. Okay. <laughs> that will be a 21. That's going to hit. Awesome. The wizard's pass <laughs> hits him. Uh, let's quick recap on that. <laughs> that is a total of 12 points of acid damage. 12 points of acid damage. Alright, not too shabby. And then at the end of its next turn, it'll take another 2d4. Okay, um, you see the cuts and scars um, as they begin to um, come together and seal itself. The acid splashes in, um, and you notice that the huge um, festering wound that's left afterwards just remains. Um, okay, Bill, it is your turn. I'm going to cast Healing Word on the one who went down. Okay. And I'm also going to cast Vicious Mockery on the troll at the same time. 
So it has to make a wisdom save. Okay. And I'm going to roll the same d4 for both. Because it it's basically save. me shouting the same thing. So that's uh, six points of healing for the hurt guy mm -hmm. and one point of damage for the troll. Its first attack will be at disadvantage for the next thing that it does. Because okay. I'm going to shout, Get back up! You don't have to let that ugly, stupid thing kill you! <laughs> yeah, you! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> um, the uh, the man uh, begins to uh, come back to consciousness as it begins to uh, still in the ground, but it's going to be Melvin trying to get out flanking. Yeah. No. Why not? Flanking has to be opposite right here, side. opposite yeah. sides. Yeah, yeah, with the silver dude. Uh, he is not fighting currently. He, he hasn't stood currently. back up yet. Yeah. Uh, when he does, I mean, and actually, he would need to be right here to flank. Yeah. So okay. Um, so, uh, with that, um, that is your turn. Okay, I would like you, Gerard, to roll initiative. Sweet. Now that you have made your way, uh, both you and, uh, Aura have mm. been tracking down with okay. your expert survival skills. Right, yes. And you can't get lost in here. Hey, 23. 23. Okay. Um, so, I will say that you are, where's your person? Blue. Oh. Uh, me. Okay. So you are able to get right here with your full movement okay. as you run into battle. A uh, few of you guys actually see a running into battle, an Eladrin with a weapon at ready. I guess your bow, right? My bow. Yeah. Your bow. Mm -hmm. And Aaron, not. Yep. I mean, we did relax for 16 hours, so yeah, that makes sense that he's right there. Yeah, yeah. they should catch up. Yeah, they were able to catch up. <laughs> okay, so we're rolling to shoot. Take the shot, take the shot. Yeah. Okay, well that's uh, I think, it, I think the bow is a plus, I would, uh, I'll look yeah. right here, um, you have an 18, plus, which yeah. would be a plus 4, so it plus. would plus your proficiency, which is 2, so that's a plus 6. Okay, so that's 10. No. You see, uh, an arrow, uh, whiz by the troll, and, uh, stick into a tree. Alright, and is that's it the your same action. Tree? So, Forkin. Top of the round? Yep, top of the round. Okay. I'm going to stay within its melee. Okay, so okay. you had run up into it in the previous mm -hmm. turn. You're fighting there with Melvin. And then I'm going to flank with Melvin. <clears throat> what? So it's op It's complete opposites. Okay. So it's always like making an X. Alright. Yeah. Got you. So you run up to the other side. Now in position to fully distract it with you and Melvin on each side of it. And then I'm going to hit it with mummies. Okay. And that hits. <coughs> okay, I need to throw a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, <coughs> success. It succeeds. Yeah. And it takes <coughs> 11 points plus. Three. Nope. Plus four. 15 points of fire damage. Alright, guiding bolt? No. No. Mace attack with searing smite. Oh, mace attack with searing smite. Okay, cool. And fire damage. So, 15 <laughs> total points of damage with um, 6 of that being fire damage. Okay, you go in with your mace, and as you uh, grab onto the, um, your mace, you just feel this surge of power through you as your mace begins to glow white flaming hot as you just go and smack it in the kneecap. It kneecaps bends and you hear this 
sound. <coughs> Turns to you now. Turning back and forth between you and Melvin. Um. Alright. So with that, the human fighter is going to get up using its movement and is going to um, get back a little bit and take its spear and just throw it at it, uh, which misses and lands in the snow. Uh, he looks around and uh, just looking around. It's okay, pretty lady. Calm down. We're here to help. Looks around furiously for a sign. Um, okay, with that, it is going to be the troll's turn. As the troll is going to now turn towards you, because you have its attention currently, has disadvantage, right? Mm-hmm. Right. First attack? First attack. First attack is disadvantaged. Okay. Disadvantage. Okay. So, that is going to miss you. Mm-hmm. Uh, second and third attack, though. That's going to hit. The last one's going to miss. So, uh, the second one hits as it goes with a claw attack, raking across uh, what your scales and armor. So you're going to take... Um, you're going to take 14 points of non-magical slashing damage. Slashes you across. Gives you an ugly uh, roar. And Following then not far behind of Gerard, at the end of enters it's... the battlefield. At the end of its turn, it takes seven more points of acid damage. Okay. Because of acid arrow. And also, our people finally came. Yay! Yay! Yes! Aura made it. Okay. So, now that you're here, go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. And I will say that you are... Which color do you want to be? Yellow. Yellow. Okay. I got an 18 plus something. Plus something. Yes. Probably really like four. Yeah. Because yeah. she's a sword ranger. Whoa! She's got one below me. So. Because I got a 23. So, the ranger is <coughs> all the way up top. Yes, plus four. Okay. So, uh, you're entering and you use just your whole action just to get into the combat. You see um, a large opening before you. Um, you see in the middle what looks to be some sort of campfire with a group of logs stacked around it. Also, it looks like a bit of bedding. Um, you see next to it a giant, ugly green troll um, that is currently um, fighting with Melvin and Forkin flanking it. Uh, you see currently um, backing away from the troll is a human man who looks completely battered and bruised and beaten. Um, you also notice that as you were running, you saw a small boy uh, hiding behind one of the trees. Um, okay. Alright, and that uh, you've entered the battlefield. Next up uh, is going to be Rondis. As he again um, is going to. You know, why not? Uh, he is going to run out. Um, and as he does, he is going to cast. Um, uh, he holds up his orb, this time uh, clutching the orb. As he does, you see him pull out a dark blade of shadows. Um, and 
and with his action, he is going to again shoot out three magical missiles from his orb, which all hit. Melvin, it is your turn. I'm just gonna hit it again. Okay. This is cocked. <laughs> Darn. Uh, yeah, 23 that'll hit. 23 that'll hit, yeah, definitely. 20 total of 12 damage. 12 damage. Okay, it is looking pretty battered and bruised about now. Um. Okay, uh, okay, so next up, Vesk, Lizardfolk, what Okay, um, the troll, is it a large or smaller category size? It is large. It is large? Okay. Um, is that fire still going? Ooh, on the campfire? Yeah, uh, is that campfire still going? The campfire is, uh, put out. It is put out? Yeah. Okay. Tis a shame. Tis a shame indeed. Because I'm going to spend... Five, right? Yeah. I believe. Okay. Yeah, five at the first diagonal. Five at the first diagonal, and then I'm going to chant a little bit more, and then this ball of brown energy just forms in my hand as I throw it out and cast Thornwood. Okay. Does it need to make a saving throw for that? Or nope. Okay, I awesome. make a spell yeah. attack, and that is an 18 on the die plus five, so that will That's definitely hit. hit. So that is a d6 piercing damage. Which is only two piercing damage, but it is pulled ten feet towards me since it is a large category size. What? Okay. I have a question. It's technically out of our. Yeah, just moved out of our melee. Our melee. So as you uh, launch your hand toward it, you, uh, toward it, you see a vine filled with thorns reach out, and begin grabbing around the troll's ankles and legs. It gets. Pulled back as you dig your heels into the ground, the vine's moving, um, and as it does, Melvin and Forkin, you see it moving out fast, and you both go to attack it. Mm. That is Nat 20. Nat 20. Yes. Nat 20. Yes. Roll damage. Ten. <laughs> That's a crappy Nat 20. It's okay. okay. So, uh, 10 damage. Wow. Alright. Um, Bill, it is your turn. I am going to give Bardic Inspiration to our Druid, and once again, viciously mock the troll. It needs to make another wisdom save. Okay. Uh, that's gonna pass. Nope! Minus one to its wisdom. <laughs> no, it's, really? not. it's a troll. Yeah, it does not. Yep, so, yeah, it fails. It's got 17. Oh, fuck. Failed by yeah, one. Yeah. That's gonna be two more points of psychic damage and disadvantage on its first attack roll. Again. Best thing. It as I call that. out. Nice! Good good thought! Good pull! Weakling! <laughs> <laughs> Stomps on the ground a bunch of times angrily. I just. Ah, come on! Laugh. Come on! It tries to go for you, but it's still like caught by the thorns and whips. Turns towards you now. Um, and that is when uh, we go to the top of the round, which is 
Jarrod's turn. The Eladrin Ranger. It's bow time. <laughs> you want to have my bow? All right. Pull back I dropped it off the table. There we go. There we Ooh. go. That is a oh, wait. That, that's a plus six, so that's going to be enough to hit it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a twenty-five. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, so roll damage. Yeah. And a bow. I forget which one. It is. is it a long it's bow or a short bow? It's a long bow. Okay, D eight. D plus your dexterity. Okay, so that's plus that's six points of damage. Six points of damage. Alright, um, as you kind of duck out from a uh, cover of trees, you uh, knock an arrow in. Uh, sinks right into his back as he arcs back in pain. Um, okay, Aura. You're in the battle. Okay. I'm going to... The fire genasi, the snow just slightly <coughs> melts around you. I really could have used her during the snowstorm. Oof. Can I use my cantrip of produce flame to set my arrows on fire? Um, is that an action though? I don't think it is. Yes, produce flame is an action. It is? And you can just use produce flame and then throw it, the same as you would like launching an arrow. Or just produce flame on the campfire he's standing on. Yeah, that is true. Ooh. I'm going to produce flame and throw it on the campfire that he's standing on. Okay. Um, play the handbook? I was just going to shoot him with a flaming arrow. This sounds cooler. This sounds more in depth. This sounds more like a deathly thing. Okay, pretty slim. Heckin' deathly. It should do 1d8 of damage. stepping on, thanks to Vess with his thorns that have kind of whipped him back a little bit. The campfire instantly lights underneath the troll. And he tries to step back away from it, um, but he takes three fire damage. Define stepping back. Forkin, it is your turn. He tries, but he can't. 15, so he is out of range. Breath attack. Breath attack. So you take a moment, breathe in deeply. Uh, you already used that today. No, I didn't. We took a long rest. We did take we a long rest. rest. We did 16 take a long hours. Yes. That's a long nap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's have a long Okay, uh, have a roll with dexterity save yourself. Yeah, uh, but she's going to pass. Okay. He takes three damage. Okay, three, three more damage. fire damage, though. And bonus action, I'm going to cast Searing Smite on my mace again. Okay. So Actually, bonus action. Nope, that's an action. So yeah, bonus action, Searing Smite. Okay. 
So, uh, with that, uh, you have just, with flames igniting under it, and you blowing, blasting flames all over its body, uh, it lets out a horrible shrieking cry. Um, and with that, it is going to be Sigurd's turn, as he takes out a knife, and he goes, No! And he goes and rushes (laughs) up towards the, um, troll. Uh, and he actually hits. Uh, stabs into the troll. With a little dagger? With a dagger? Yeah, with us. Oh, well. Not that one. Dag- uh, dead. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> dice all of his- falling off the table. Two, three. So he takes three damage. Oh, um, boy. At this, uh, he stabs it. Uh, as it's kind of bending out of the way, you just see the dagger right here uh, underneath the head. You see blood just dripping out of it everywhere. Uh, some of the wounds try to close up, but because of the fire and the acid, it is being held from regenerating fully. Steps back a little bit, dazed, and it eventually touches the ground, one of its knees on the ground, uh, its hands both in the snow, trying to stand back up, just shaking ever so slightly. It is going to try to strike out with what it can do left. So, um, it is going to try to hit you and hit the human. So, uh, that misses you. That misses you again. And that misses the human as it just blindly just jumps at in the middle of the air as you sidestep and swings both of its claws in huge arcs. Uh, the human easily able to duck. Um, and with that, it is Rondus' turn. Dang it. Rondus, my little friend. Oh, yeah. He is just running up to it uh, with his shadow blade in hand. Um, and he is going to attack with it. Which is going to hit... If we all just formed a box around it. For those of you who can't see, we're slowly lining our miniatures up around this giant troll. It's being slowly encircled in. So that we can all flank so into a campfire. 14, the hunter has become the hunted. 18 um, psychic damage. Um, as he swings the shadow sword right through its torso, you just see the sword pass through. And then a moment later, you see its head. Explode! Brain guts going everywhere as it falls to the ground, and everything goes quiet. I touch its body, steering mace uh, to burn the body up. Uh, it's already in a campfire. Well, hold on. I'm speeding that process up exponentially. Okay, so um, with that, you are going to begin burning it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, it is positioned over the fireplace, so you know it's just like a nice rotisserie going. Um, I might, I might the smell <laughs> is absolutely horrible. And for once, Vesk agrees. Yes. Um, I'm gonna try to cut off a foot. Cut mm-hmm. off a foot? Wait. Why? I've I've heard rumors about the possibility of making a bag out of troll, which can then make more bags because the troll's skin regenerates. 
So I'm going to try to cut off a foot. Roll me an Archon. And then continually create more Torglugs to sell. I've got a total of eight. Um, You wouldn't know that. I would know that. I already said that I know that. Whether I know it's true or not, whether it's possible or not, those are totally different things. But I know the story. I'm a bard. That doesn't mean that it's real. I'm going to cut off a foot. Are you proficient in history? Yes. Are you proficient in arcana? Yes. Okay, so it's the same role. So, yeah. you don't know. I'm cutting off a foot, Steven. You can do whatever you want to with that. Okay. I'm so collecting a foot. That's fine. I'm going to attempt to stop you from cutting that foot off. Okay, so you go to start cutting the foot. Um, you go up to him. And, uh... Burn it a little bit more. Burn the foot a little bit? Are you going to let him burn the foot? No, I'm taking the foot. Okay. I help him I cut the foot off. with the troll body. I'm not playing. I have an idea. You saw it regrowing. Things that can heal are helpful. similar line of thought, of thing coming back that you have. I don't want it to regrow. I'm not thinking the whole thing can regrow from a foot. I am. Yeah. That's the difference in what we're thinking right now. I'm cauterizing it. As you're doing this, uh, I need all of you to make perception checks. Huh, cool. I see... Thirteen. Seven. I have like a seven buddies. Uh, where, where is it? Did anyone? I got like an eleven. Eleven? Yeah. What did you get? I got an eight. I'm busy arguing over the foot. What did you do? <laughs> Four. I can't find my perception. It's thing. just your wisdom. Just roll. If you're proficient, then your wisdom plus. Okay. So. <clears throat> I'll... Okay. Uh, eleven. Okay. Melvin um, is the most perceptive. Eventually, in um, as none of you are really perceptive, including Brondis, or, oh wait, the guy. Nope, not perceptive. Or the boy. Can I roll for Rupert? Not perceptive. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you see cracking, or you hear cracking, and you see walking through this open area, probably about 28 feet tall. A huge, huge troll with furs around it, making its way striding in, breaks through the trees. Not ad placements. No. Those of you who can't see, our yeah. DM has just placed an entire sprite can on the map as the mini. Um, <laughs> the air quotes. Mini. 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 Um, yeah. Breaking through the woods. You guys step back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It's not focusing on any of you guys right now. But so all you step back, it reaches down through the flames, and it grabs um, the head. Just kind of dusts it off. As it just 
bites down into the head. I thought the head exploded. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Uh, it would take it would take a piece of the um, brain, the, 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 torso, the torso, the torso. Yeah. I would say it takes a chunk of the torso and just begins eating it. Um, you see, <coughs> right behind it. I mean, you're not you when you're hungry. A wolf, <laughs> the size of an SUV, kind of goes. Sits down next to the ginormous troll as the troll just eats it. Oh God! It's right over me. <laughs> There's like a like you a, like this, a piece uh, of flesh. You hear this slopping sound as flesh and blood kind of lands underneath where it's eating. Um, Which is where he's standing. The wolf uh, steps forward, blue piercing eyes, and just kind of scans around. I'm backing up into those trees. I was going to okay. say, I'm moving Is everyone backing I'm moving up? Horizontal. I'm yeah. 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 yeah, sure, I'm backing up. <laughs> In fact, like, I'm whispering right. to Rondis, I think this is our time to go. As everyone backs up, the, the wolf doesn't make any moves. It just kind of, you know, kind of looks defensively around. And eventually you're able to back up away from the scene. As you can hear still in the distance the crunching sound of bones, uh in the mouth of this giant troll, who you've actually noticed, if you got a good look at it, that it has not one head, but two heads. You see two other heads, one growing out of its shoulder and one growing out of its side. Uh, you also see another third arm, a small arm, but beginning to poke its way through its left side of its back. And you see where its right foot should have one foot, there sprouts two feet. You. That's, That's beautiful. That's concerning. <sighs> you guys be able to get, be able to get the crap out of there uh, far enough away from it. Um, and you see, um, as you're leaving the scene, uh, you see catching up with you, uh, limping heavily, but his boy supporting him, the human, who had been attacked by the troll. Oh, I walk up and cast Cure Wounds as the second one as well. As you walk up, he kind of like flinches away a little bit and goes for his dagger. But then he, yeah, you begin healing him and he kind of stands around. Uh, 2d8 plus 2. Wisdom of Fire. <coughs> that is a total of 7 points of health to man. <coughs> he goes, um, thank, thank you. Who are you? People who needed to get to a place on the other side of the forest. Thank you. I, um... I thought it was... I thought it was, um... A goner? Yeah. Let's just be clear really quick. Did you try to hunt the troll, or did it just come up on you? No, we were just... Taking a break. From what? Traveling. Ah. Get a roll in silence. It's not the safest route, but it's the quickest and we need to get there as soon as possible. Where were you traveling to? And what's your hurry? We're going to Winterhaven. Me and my son and uh, Would you like to travel to Winterhaven with us? Well, to be precise, Ronis picks up. I'm hiring these two 
find something for me here, and then afterwards they are going to Winter Haven. Very well. Thank you. I think we should be able to find our way. Lots safer now. I'm, um, Sigurd. And this is my boy, Calder. How do you spell those names, sir? Sigurd is S-I-G-U-R-D, mm-hmm. and then Calder is C-A-L-D-E-R. You notice that uh, they are dressed head to toe in furs. Um, the man has, um, he's probably in his mid to late 40s, probably early 50s. Um, he has very pale skin, um, wrinkled a bit. He has uh, very light blonde hair uh, that is curled a bit. Um, not 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 that curly, <laughs> uh, but um, he is carrying with him behind him, dragging a um, what looks to be like a, a sled that has a large tarp over it. Looks like a bundle of things underneath it. Can I use identify? Cast identify on it as we walk. On the bundle of things. The bundle of things? Yeah, sure. So if they're like. Um, is there any object poking out of it? Nope. Well, then never mind. Can I, I will instead cast it upon um, the man and see if there are any spells affecting him. Spells affecting him? Mm-hmm. Uh, or that he is on, upon himself. As you're walking, um, seem to be walking in a general direction. Um, and as he's kind of stopped catching your breath, uh, you notice that. There's nothing that seems to be really magical about him. All of you make me a perception check. Rhombus knows. Natural 20. Seven. Seven. You? Seven. Oh. 14! Nope. Okay. Nine. A Melvin and a 14. Equally, uh, okay, magic. so Rhombus, Aura, Fire Genasi, and the half human, half elf, Billy. Billy! You notice that, um,. doesn't smell really good. Um, I would like all of you to leave the room for a moment. Everyone? Just except for Aura, Billy, and the ones oh. who didn't get the it. Bye guys, don't die. <laughs> Can't die yet. We're still sitting here with Yale. So, as you're traveling with this man and his son, do you know Garth Braggle? You're an Evermancer, aren't you? Uh, there's a... There's a heavy smell of... Like the last campaign. Of... Death. Especially the smell of a decaying body. And it seems to be coming from... The sled? Uh, from whatever's under the tarp. You notice the sled is six feet long. Rather large for a sled that would be carrying normal things. Um, and because of the wind, um, it kind of gets blown around, but as you kind of stop for a moment and you're near it, um, him and the boy, um, him like clutching onto the rope that drags it along and the boy next to him, you can smell that rotting smell of someone that died. You also roll me inside checks. 
17? Mm -hmm. 16. Okay. Um, you look at him, and um, especially in the boy, you see just um, kind of glassed over eyes. Just whereas youth should have a certain quality of life and joy that comes with it, he seems bereft of any kind of emotion. The only time the father doesn't smile. Right. So the kid is dissociating. Mason, can you get the door going, please? I'm gonna look I'd at the kid. I'd like to talk to the kid. Okay. Do I have to wait for everyone else? Mm, nice. So, so heard. Okay. is that mom? Um, the kid looks up and you can see there's a bit of shock. And um, the um, man kind of, <clears throat> we, uh, we need to get on our way. Thank you. We don't have anything that I can give, but if you tell me your names, I can try to repay you later at some point. Oh, I'm a bard. You can give me the story. That's what I want to know. You're being very mysterious, which is fine. I can respect that, but I like to be the storyteller, so I need to know what the story is. Ask Charm Person on him. <laughs> Get ready. Charm Person on him? Wisdom saving through. Big old doof. <laughs> okay. What's he got? Okay. Mm -hmm. For the 14. Yep. Nope. DC's 15. Yep. I won. Now, we saved your life, and we've been very amiable. And we're going to keep you there, and keep you safe. So it's not a good idea to try to wander off. Plus, I mean, come on. There's the possibility that we have problems along the way, or you go a little further ahead, and then we catch up, and then we get further ahead of you, and then you catch up. It, it just becomes awkward. At some point, we don't want to be saying goodbye again and again and again, every time we pass. We just want to stay together. So, how about you just tell me the story? Uh, you see the, uh, the young have to boy be loud. kind of looks up at his father, and for a moment there's, uh, there's a temporary break in the facade, and you see a bit of the tough ego begin to peel away in your direction. Uh, I promise to only ever share the good parts. We need to get to, um, we need to get to Winterhaven. Soon as possible. And sure, because you need Claire. I could be of assistance in that manner. I thank you. I um I I I we have to go right now. Maybe we'll see each other in Winter Haven. But while the days still young and the sun is out. We need to make as much movement as we can. There's really nothing that that that, that 
Well, you don't know what we can and can't do until you tell us what's going on. You might as well share what information I, you have. I know. Okay, I I know. I I need to thank you. Thank you. And I will repay. You're welcome. You're welcome. Talk to me. He goes, come along, Calder. Nope. You physically can't do that. He's charmed by me. He is not charmed. He uh, is charmed. charmed he failed on the save. Is It uh, regards you as a friendly acquaintance. And is charmed by you until the spell ends. He can't attack you. He has advantage on ability checks to interact. No, you have advantage on inter- uh, ability checks to interact with him. He can still... Is charmed by you for the duration. I'm looking up the charmed spell effect at the moment. You have it on the DM screen. I do. It says, A charmed creature can't attack the charmer or target the charmer with harmful abilities or magical effects. The charmer has advantage on ability checks to interact socially with a creature. So if you want to try to persuade him to stay, you can do so with that advantage. That's what I'm doing. Okay. That's literally everything I'm doing. Get him to talk to me, Steven. What do you want me to roll? That's a 19. Okay. So, uh, with that, he goes, There's nothing you can do to help. We have to get to Winterhaven. We can't waste any time. Thank you for helping me. Thank you. But in... You're welcome, but you don't know what we can and can't do. I've seen this one forge metal just using his breath. Fine! What can you do? He actually runs up to you, and you see there's a bit of, there's like a crack in his persona, and he breaks a little bit. He goes up, walking towards his dragon horn that's way taller than he is, red in the eyes. He goes up to him and goes, What can you do? <coughs> what can you do? And he what do you need? Do not address me in such a manner again. <coughs> now sit down and explain. There's nothing to explain. We have to get to Winterhaven as soon as possible, and you're hindering us. As a man of well, we're not many words. Along the way. We haven't Stupid. stopped moving. Okay, then let's keep going. We are moving. Talk to us. We're wasting time. Why the daylight's still out, we need to find this place. I don't care what these people want. Let's just go. I hired you, remember? Yes, and we're all still moving in the same direction. I've already covered this with this one. Do you want it to just be awkward? We're all going the same way. No, we're not. They're heading northwest. We're heading east. <laughs> Melvin's over there, like trying to figure things out. I- I'm lost. I'm Kicks so out freaking and, like, lost. Uses him as like a dowsing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Where like, must me go, Rupert? Rondis goes and sits on a rock and goes. I walk up to Brundus and I pat him on the head. You pat him on the head? Mm-hmm. He goes, at least someone understands. Sometimes Brundus will I get tired too. Uh, it's okay to sit the down. The man uh, with the boy, the boy goes, um, Papa, they, they could help us. No. Child, you're the one that's speaking sense. Tell us what's wrong. What's the story? It's... It's... it's my mother. Shut up, child! Be quiet! Let the boy speak. It's your mother, isn't it? If it's his mother, he has every right to speak of her. It would be wise that you seek help from those who are willing to help you. 
the boy nods. I'm showing a lot more interest now that I've heard the word mother thrown around. Yeah. I'm still lost. <laughs> What's wrong? She. Papa was out fishing. He was on the trip. And, um, well, Mama got really sick. And we tried taking her to the witch. Which doctor didn't do no good, and she said she would die. I did everything I could, but by the time Papa got home, she she had already gone that evening. Where did she go? <laughs> Melvin, let's let's go and have a talk. Vest starts I'm dragging already... Melvin off into the woods to explain to him that death, death is where she went. <laughs> She went to a farm. Oh my god! The the last mother that we interacted with. She went to a farm, Melvin. At this point, I'm already down (laughs) on one knee, and I'm level with the child, and I'm like embracing the child and making sure that I don't burn the child with my fire hair. Well, you don't have fire hair. Your body is warm. Mm -hmm. He 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 hesitates for a second, and he gives you a hug. That must have been really hard for you. He just. When he eventually lets go, you just see two tear streaks just across both cheeks. Maybe if you can show us her, maybe we can help you. Papa says I'm not allowed to look. Okay, then I'll take you over there, and we'll let we'll let the adults sort this one out. Hopefully, by around this time, I've been okay. blunt enough with so Melvin to where like we're walking back towards the group now. Okay. So with that, it is just the father who is exasperated at the moment. Um, and then you guys around him. I'm going to take the kid over, and I'm going to start showing him different, like, plants and things. And okay. start, like, a snowball fight, trying to hit birds with snowballs and stuff. Okay. Fun stuff. After a while, there's just a small smile that, like, comes out of the left corner of his mouth and just nods his head a little bit. Tears get a little cold, freeze up on his face. No. I walk so, over to the sled and I pull back the begin pulling back the tarp. Um, the man goes up to try to stop you, and then as you pull it up, he just turns his face away. You see there before you, um, uh, a human like figure uh, wrapped up in linen, so you don't actually see. The person, it's just like the mummified version of the person. Uh, it's now everyone you can you can smell. It stinks horribly. You see a bit of the vines kind of that have gotten a little loose, and you can see in some places a bit of decayed um, flesh. Um, is it alive? Like no. undead alive? No. So it's a dead necromancer to get her back. Well, I mean, boy mentioned witch doctor. Witch doctor. They went to the local witch. That could have been a possibility. Yeah. It's not an unfair question. I mean, Rupert's undead. He's still a good friend. Um. (laughs) What exactly are you attempting? Turns and 
you put the tarp back over? No. Oh. He just kind of still has his face not looking at it. He goes, I've heard stories. <sighs> the cold breath, or the warm breath of his air kind of like showing. People can bring her back. and understand that mommy here was very important to you and that's a very special thing but you're risking your own life and your son's and you nearly lost yours not an hour ago this is not an easy thing to undertake and even if it was you shouldn't have come out here alone you should have found somebody anybody you should have hired somebody he goes up and he uh, takes the tarp and he covers it you don't want to? no that forces him to look down at the mm -hmm. encased body. Pretty much. Look at it. Smell it. No. That is death. Death comes for all. Do not run from it. Embrace her life for what it was and cherish it. come, there is ash left behind. You have a son. Take care of him. Do not lose him over something pointless. It is very unfortunate that you have lost someone. We all share that loss. All of us through our lives have shared that loss, some more than others. But the best thing that you can do is move on. This is coming from someone who has an unhealthy obsession with his loss. Um, Vesk and Drod, you guys are having a few memories flood back into your minds unwanted. Aura, mm -hmm. you get the feeling that you need to stay kind of where you are with a kid. You might not be emotionally emotionally capable of being in this environment. Okay. Is it a bit more I don't know. Hmm? Is it there is definitely a reason behind what what all I said as you three have something very much in common. The death of a mother. can I, as I'm sure most of us here can. Pipes up and goes. Look, if you're determined, I... you can carry on with what you're doing, but if we find you again, and this time 
you don't make it from whatever beast comes out of the dark, we won't be able to save you when it's that much later. And the boy will be without a father, as well as a mother. I... No story starts well with that. I know what you want. And frankly... I need to be responsible for this. I thank you for your help. But this is something that I have to undertake. I let love this loss to I, control you. Hang on to those you still have before you lose them too. I let loose a low, very loud hiss before stamping off into the woods to go and unleash my own fury upon the nearest tree. Okay. That's the storm's off. Um, it's at that moment that he offers to take the tarp from you. And give it back. Okay. He take straightens your tarp. out everything. Uh, take your tarp. Go on. He puts it and he takes his rope and he kind of twists it over his shoulder. I need um, Good luck. one of you to actually, you know what? I want um, Forkin, because you are up there, uh, to roll me a persuasion check with advantage because everyone's helping you. Mm. thing I ever went through. <coughs> Papa, says, Papa says we can get her back. I tried to get my mom back. I did. I, I gave everything that I had to trying to get her back. But sometimes when someone's gone, there's nothing more you can do. But I can promise you that the nightmares... They go away, or at least they get less and less. Okay. And and you find people who bring that light back into your life, that light that left. And and no one can ever replace them. But he, I promise you, it gets better. He kind of um, scoots a little bit close to you on the snow pile that you're riding on, and he looks at you, and he just says, 
He's just nothing. I, I don't, I, 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 I don't see anything. used to do with me when I had nightmares. She would sing. When you're so scared that you don't know what to do, sing a song your mom used to sing. She's watching over you. Just like I will, whenever I can. Thank you. You're welcome. You see the father kind of look at you, look at his son. There's this kind of torn look in his face as he grabs his son by the hand and holds hands and begins making his way north. Goodbye. Good Thank luck you. to you. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's session. As always, I'm your host, Stephen Baggett, and we'll see you in our next adventure.